Before we start, this episode of Gayish contains information about circumcision. Although we do attempt to present well-researched content, we are not medical professionals. Nothing presented in this program should be taken as a substitution for a discussion with your doctor. This episode also contains graphic discussion and even jokes about the cultural practice of circumcision. If that is likely to offend you, or to be a trigger for you in any way, we suggest you skip this episode. And now, enjoy Gayish. When you know that you are queer, but your favorite drink is beer, that's gayish. You can bottom without stopping, but you can't stand going shopping, that's gayish. Oh, gayish, you're probably gayish. Well, life's just too short for narrow stereotypes, so oh, it's gayish. We're also gayish. It's gayish with Mike and Kyle. Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is gayish, the podcast that's as explosive as Taco Bell BMs. Do they explode? Mine do. <laughs> what are you eating? Because <laughs> I'm having the gordita supreme. I have lots of fiber, so nothing. Oh. You can't. You can't stop this poop machine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Mike Johnson. <laughs> That's your new grinder headline. Okay, I'm Kyle Getz. <laughs> We're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality, and today we're talking about foreskin. Oh, so much foreskin. So, but I've been all about the foreskin all day, all day, all night. Um, Adidas. All day I dream about foreskin. That's <laughs> the other brand that you haven't heard of. <laughs> I, I, my fear is, it's not. Don't be fear the, foreskin, Kyle. You shouldn't d- be afraid. <laughs> That's a lot of alliteration in your foreskin sentence. I'm worried that it sounds really exciting to talk about foreskin, but I have a lot of. <laughs> Like information numbers that like I'm worried it's not going to be as exciting as you would want it to be. I'm worried it's not going to be as explosive as a Taco Bell BM. By so, the time we're done with you, you're going to think it's five skin. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> two plus two equals four skin. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, but first. But first. Uh, Patreon. Patreon people, thanks for your money. Thank you. We appreciate it. Keep yep. doing it. Um, I would like to thank... We have a bunch, so if you don't hear your name yet, it's it's it'll be it'll be sometime. Um, but on this episode, I would like to thank Rupert Hare, Nicholas Hyde. Fuck, I knew how to pronounce that at one point. Nicholas we, Heidi, Heidi, or Nicholas Hi- Heidi, or Hyde. Oh, Nicholas. Or is it Nicholas Smith? And he just spells it weird. N- Nicholas. Whom knows? Hide your dick in my butt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and John Keeler. So thank you. Is he one of the Keeler elves? Yes. The, he's <laughs> cast out because his name was John. Their other names are like Pointy and Doofus and Rufus or whatever. And then he's like, I'm John. And they're like, <laughs> we're here for goofy elf cookie making elves. Okay. What do we do? Oh, also before you do news. Yeah. Well, I have a correction. Okay. For you. Okay. Yep. Hit me. Um, I've been fucking up a lot lately. So and everybody lets me know so nicely yeah they do mm-hmm. that was not that might have seemed sarcastic but you're you're being serious oh yeah yeah people are really nice people know that um do they if, if they listen to the show they they know oh i i assume if they listen to the show they assume everything we say is sarcastic oh so i just wanted to clarify no if it sounds like sarcasm i'm probably serious oh boy <laughs> It's getting confusing. The layers to this podcast that I didn't even realize we had. Okay. Yeah, we're like an onion. We're like an onion. We'll make you cry. Half the people like us. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We're real good with nachos. We're white. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, what you said that 
that elicited some reactions. Actually, we got a voicemail. Yeah. And I don't know if people know this. This person clearly did because they were like talking very quickly to fit it into the three minutes. We have three minutes before our voicemail cuts out. So I'll play at least a part of the voicemail that he left. I can play it. Play it for us, but then I'll, I'll cut in here. Hi, this is Sean Collin from Colfax, Washington, not far from Mike Johnson Road. True story. Okay, I'm um, just listening to your style or fashion podcast and uh, had to say some things. I could write this down, but this is a lot faster, right? Uh, first of all, your new theme song is great. It fits your show way better than the other one did, which is, you know, it's kind of a nice touchy-feely song, but didn't really kind of seem to fit your thing. That new one's fun. I hope you change up verses from time to time because it's something you guys can come up with because that's kind of funny. Also, your this break song is great. That thing's so catchy. I was listening to Fresh Air the other day with Terry Gross, and Terry Gross said, we'll be right back after this break. And I immediately think, this is the part where Terry Gross takes the break. <laughs> so it's in my head all the time. All right, you're talking about underpants. Um, you know, the uh, Calvin Klein models and all this and that and the appeal of the whole thing. Well, first of all, there's probably way more straight guys in America buying underpants or wearing underpants than gay guys. So even if there's a gay dating, it's probably not going to be their whole thing. And I believe I read somewhere that with straight guys, um, now this might be an older statistic, but that uh, usually it's the women in their lives who buy them their underpants. I think so there's going to be that. some appeal there. That said, there was clearly a lot of appeal with the uh, underpants of the Calvin Klein and the various other things. You can base that on porn because I know that when those things started showing up, you started seeing those uh, fancy underpants in the porn a lot. Uh, you also guys started to think about gay equals disposable income. I believe that's been a disproven fact. You guys should look into that. You maybe do a whole show on things that people think about gay people that aren't true. Because that's been one for a while, oh, well, disposable income, and they always cite the fact that we don't have family, we don't have kids, as if, uh, you know, that's forced upon straight people. It's a lifestyle choice. Okay, well, anyway, I just had to uh, share that with you because it was driving my brain crazy. Uh, love the show. Bye. Well, thank you for that total lack of continuity. <laughs> How <laughs> well, many was, topics were covered well, in that oh, one I was, Well, I was going to just cut and play the... Uh, do well maybe i'll just play the whole thing um because there were a lot of interesting things that he mentioned okay so what i was going to tell you mike yes so we got a couple people that mentioned the like the financial thing of uh the assumption about gay men having more disposable income and everything actually when you were talking about that something that jumped to mind that i just didn't believe it or not every now and then there are rabbit holes that i decide not to go down what who knew that's just like my approach in gay men's Was that anuses? before or after we had our first two-hour episode? <laughs> <laughs> just started last week. Mm -hmm. um, in my mind, what I what I was thinking is, I think that is, well, now I just question the entire thing, but what I was thinking is that might apply to white gay men, but not always to people of color, uh, gay people of color. And then we kind of whitewash the gay community and be like, oh, everyone's white, so they all have higher disposable income. And it might not apply to the entire community. Um, but I think we've gotten enough comments on that that it'd be worth looking into if that it still really is true. Um, what I know is true is, sure, it's, you know, everyone gets to choose whether, whether they have kids or not, but straight people are far more likely to have kids because it's just assumed of them or I don't know. They just love their penis they, and vaginas they or whatever. They also fuck. And they fuck and just shit happens. But um we don't we'll we'll have to do maybe like a finance episode or something. 
Okay. There are actually some. I would actually really love to do a finance episode. Me for too. One. I, I think I think it's I think it's super interesting, and, and yeah. there's there's clearly a, a, a right answer out there somewhere, or at least more data than yeah. just like me fucking talking out of my ass, yeah. right? Um, I I do I do want to say though I I think any data that points to trends among gay people is automatically going to be about all gay people regardless of color. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Which the number might be skewed or inaccurate because of overrepresentation of white people or I, there are lots of factors at play. I I don't think that that makes the data irrelevant. It do, It doesn't. It does, though, put like a big asterisk by it when it's like, oh, by the way, the disparity between gay white men and gay people of color are, is that huge. Yeah, and, and it is. And it is. And it is, yeah. Um, I think there's also a podcast for, like, gay money topics. Gay money topics? Is that what it's called? I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I sure hope not. I don't know what it's called. But anyway, maybe we can find them and see if they want to be on the show or something. Yeah. Um. Okay, those are my things. Oh, also... Yeah. Dudeski that left us a voicemail. Yeah. Super hot voice. Yeah. I wanted to fuck his voice. Yeah. I mean, I wanted his voice to fuck me. I, obviously, that's what I meant. Did he but say anything that confirmed or or like his sexual orientation? He did not. He sounded like a straight bro to me. Well, well I mean, and we want to be careful. defending the straight bros too. But, but I mean, I, we want to be careful about making assumptions based on stereotypes No. No. We're no. That's not any. <laughs> that's not anything about what we talk about. <laughs> I will say he said underpants, which I just I don't. Nobody says underpants if they don't like dick. Oh, I was thinking the opposite. Oh, okay, I was thinking like straight dudes say underpants and oh, okay. gay guys say no because Max Emerson, who is an underpants supermodel, specifically uses that phrase oh. over and over and over again. Okay. So like, and maybe that's just then it's a word I don't use or I, people around me don't use. I've heard his hot, hot gay mouth say underpants more than anybody <laughs> I think I've ever heard say underpants. All right, never mind. Well, anyway, uh, fuck me with your voice. Okay, Mike. Yeah. Do you have other things? I don't know. We've been at this a while. Do I want to say things? Yes, of course I do. It's the news. <laughs> it's the news. Here's where the news bumper goes. <laughs> Are you going to do one? I should. Yeah, you I should. I kind of want to. Yeah. Um. Okay. Okay. Are you ready for this? I don't think so. We're going to talk about self-identification. Okay. And whether there is... Self-identification in what way? Like, I know that I have said lots of times on the podcast, if somebody says they are fill in the blank, mm. you believe them. Oh, yeah. Right? I, I mean, I think that's easy to say on a, like, philosophical level, but then when you get into, like, is Sean Mendez gay, then everyone has an opinion, you know? Yep. So... so on Sunday, actress Roseanne Barr revealed that mm. she is queer. Okay, I did not. I saw that headline. <laughs> there, all the pictures that people chose to put were her looking fucking bonkers. Which I don't know if that's a fair thing or not. But no, I'm that's curious. her look now. <laughs> she just dresses like crazy. She just <laughs> she pays extra to look that crazy. <laughs> She's doing a real good job, real good job. But yeah, what do you? What well, the you YouTube video, which is now deleted. Oh. Um, is about a minute long and it was titled the word fag is hateful I put the Q in LGBTQ hmm. and in it she challenges the word challenges the use of the word fag and appeared to call herself queer several times I, ca I can't do a Roseanne impression I'm not going to try uh, but quote 
Man, the word fag is a really hateful word, isn't it? The 66-year-old star said while sitting in what appeared to be a golf cart. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best detail from a news story that I've ever heard. According to Fox News. Oh, okay. Um, quote, especially when it's like one gay calling another gay guy that. It's like, wait a minute. We're not supposed to say that word. How come you're saying that word? What? Okay, I, I just can't say the word. Well, I can when I'm in the house, but I can't say it outside of the house. Okay, I get your rules, she said. But that seems to that she's identifying as straight. Like, we can't use that word, but you can. Like, we and you seems like we as straight people and you as gay people. So, so she was covering two topics in this one-minute video. One being don't say the word fag even if you're gay. And okay. the other one was I am queer. Oh, did so, she actually, like, say those? Like, I am queer? Next... All that LGBTQ stuff, okay? Let me just be real. I put the Q in LGBTQ, okay? Because I am queer as two motherfuckers. <laughs> I'm queer. I'm alien. I don't belong here with all these people. They make no sense. They're very queer. And that makes me a queer, I guess. But I did put the Q in it. Bye. <laughs> Spell bye. B-Y-E. Oh, okay, okay. How do you know? It was a YouTube video. Yeah. It was a YouTube video in a golf cart. It just, oh my God. Well, when, when you say I'm queer, also I'm an alien, that, I support whatever, if she's queer, great. I still think she's nuts, but she can be a queer nut. Crazy person? Yeah. Um. But when I hear someone saying like, oh, I, I'm an alien, that reminds me of the argument people make with trans people where they're like oh well i identify as a truck and you're like you're right. an asshole no right. you don't identify as a truck well and I, I think that what she's touching on is that the word queer has been co-opted to mean the q and lgbtq when it for a very long time just meant strange or different yeah right that's and what i was thinking like if she doesn't like the use of the word fag then that means she doesn't some people have very legitimate arguments or reactions to the word fag negative reactions which i understand but hers seems it's especially to be... offensive to british cigarettes just so you know <laughs> they hate it they hate it why did you take our word call them mouth sticks <laughs> <laughs> burning mouth Burn. sticks <laughs> um but if she's someone who doesn't like you know newer adaptations of words then she also that would mean she, queer she's thinking of older interpretation of that which is just weird or odd she also is crazy she's also crazy so expecting so her knows? to have a like reasoned logical <laughs> stance is pretty pretty uh brave yeah. if you think that <laughs> <laughs> okay enough about her did i did i make more assumptions about the logic behind that <laughs> than really Maybe. all right i thought it's really interesting i'm i'm curious if that she supported that with any like actual like Yes, I confirm. I am queer in the meaning of something gayish. I'm going to try to follow that story and let you know. Okay. Okay. Moving on. Okay, I'm just going to read this and then you can cut it. Okay? Great. It, like I can circumcise it? Yep. Okay. Are you a fan of history? You're not. No, I will Do you like reading about what it was like to be gay centuries ago? Oh, yes. I know. I sure do. What are you reading? Okay. That's why I was so happy to learn that you could bottom like a rock star mm. for extremely attractive guys with impressive physiques if you were a member of the Nordic Vikings. Mm. Um, so th the Vikings were around from the like 8th century to the 11th century, and they came from Scandinavia. I'm not just going to read it now. I got oh. tired of reading it. So now, okay, now, now back to normal. Great. Scandinavia, Denmark, Norway, Sweden, Finland, and Iceland. 
So, uh, scholarly research, for instance, a study that was at Fordham uh, in 2015, um, said that homosexuality was not regarded by the Viking peoples as being evil. It was not evil or perverted or innately against the laws of nature. So you still had to have kids. That was like in a lot of ancient societies. Like it was cool to be gay just as long as you knock up a chick. Huh. Right. Um, the Chinese were that way, for instance. Um, oh, boy. I mean, I I feel like it's fine. To, but like any t- saying the Chinese <laughs> just sounds so horrible to my ears. Like it just doesn't sound. I, <laughs> That's what they're called. I know. I know. But just like saying. It's like on 30 Rock when you say Puerto Rican. And you, I don't think you can say that. I don't that. think. I, <laughs> just, the Chinese, like as the start of a sentence, it just makes me really nervous. Wait until I start talking about the Jews, Kyle. Okay. You're, <laughs> Great. Um, okay. So. There was, in Viking training, they had this thing called a rope line. And when they were getting ready for a raid or a sack, when they were going to go and, and attack a city, warriors would battle one another using wooden swords and shields. Typically, such training sessions contained clades, which is a measurement that means 20 men. So 20 dudes would get together and practice before they were about to go attack a city. I've been involved in a a clade or two. (laughs) I know you have. (laughs) Um, Okay, so according to ancient texts, winners and losers of these training competitions were divided into two groups. There were the Vinas, which is Icelandic for winner, and the Vatas, which is Icelandic for loser. So you had the Vinas... The Vinas and the Vatas, and uh, if you were a loser, you were required to gather with the other Vatas on one side of a rope line, and the Vinas stood on the other side. If you were a loser, you were required to get on bended knee and petition the Nordic god Freyr for guidance. Your goal was to pray for his intervention to become stronger and more agile. After the prayers were over, the action began. The winning Vikings would step over the rope and grab the losers at will. Resistance was not part of the dynamic. Mm -hmm. And if you were a losing Viking, it was pretty much guaranteed you would willingly take the essence from one or more of the Vinas. Yes, that is come. That's what we're talking about. Essence, 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 essence. It doesn't it doesn't roll off the tongue like come, come, yeah, but yeah. like still. The choice of how that would happen was entirely the winner's decision. They got to decide how you were going to take their essence. <laughs> um, if you were particularly bad during test battles, it was not uncommon to have three or four Vinas on hand, making sure you got plenty of God's ambrosia. <laughs> Jesus! And here's the thing. To waste one drop of milk was considered highly offensive to Frere. So it all had to be either in the mouth or in the ass. N- Are you just reading like, uh, like transcripts from my weekend? <laughs> <laughs> you're just like, this sounds like history porn. Like you're just reading someone's like sexual history fantasy. Yep. Yep. Uh, the ancient texts tell us that losers eagerly took in the winner's offerings. The reason was simple. They wanted to capture their energy channeled through Freyr, the god himself. Um, so Vikings did not see man-on-man action as naturally wrong, and therefore there was no punishment. In fact, this was an opportunity for renewal and restoration. You were helping to make the weaker people on the team stronger by having them eat cum. So, uh, eat. Or take it in the ass. I, yeah, I, I yeah. think that was also... That, was also that a, seemed like they didn't have much of a choice. Yeah. Um, I'm what? so erect. <laughs> um what okay not that i'm complaining why is this under the news section because uh the there was a study by fordham university oh this is a recent study or something that yeah well it's it's kind of like a survey more than anything of who 
of whom? That's the one time it actually fits. <laughs> of whom? Um, of the Vikings and their their thoughts on homosexuality, and that was this was just the most exciting they, chapter of that study. But you said this is from history. Who did they su- who did they survey? Aren't they all dead? It's not a, sorry, like a like a like a survey of various texts oh, that had got it, to got do got with it. the Viking oh, okay. position. They didn't on send out a, like a email to like old Vikings <laughs> and be like, really hope they filled it out. They like, called Miss Cleo and they <laughs> got her involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Call yeah. me now for your free reading <laughs> of the Vikings. <laughs> and then she just immediately starts masturbating. Because <laughs> she's so turned on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Give oh, me yeah. that sweet nectar. <laughs> Ew, I'm going to make it. I don't know if she is. She that is. might be. Okay. She actually she's from brooklyn that was an invented accent oh oh, okay then i feel less bad um one call me now man i want (laughs) to i want to lose so hard to so many people two the downside of this is like it seems to perpetuate the idea that the loser is the receiver yeah the the loser is the one that takes it which one well i'm in the middle of a one so one a i would argue they're the winner i would argue they they won all along but B, I mean, they're getting that good, good man juice. They're that getting stronger. Good sweet they, nectar. They, they really I do. Have one. My powers do strengthen after receiving so much of Friar's Frere. blessing. Friar's ambrosia. Sure. Was one of the now I'm making up my own thing, but yep. but like that's really. I mean, I think that can show. So clearly, they weren't doing it with the idea of what's good or bad. That seemed to be. It all speaks to so just many ways where people that like the bottoms are the ones that are the losers or the like the tops are the stronger ones or the more masculine or whatever. Yep. So it doesn't surprise me that like I, I was worried you were going to say like a lot of times in history, like, you know, you win and show how you're better than the enemy by raping them. Yeah. Which- well, and so the the um what's interesting about this is at least in some sort of fucked up Viking way, it was consensual. Like, it well, that's was, what it sounded like. That seemed like they were, they all it's like, yeah, give that, me that good man gravy. Yeah. I want to get better at fighting. <laughs> I would like to count the number of cum euphemisms that have been used in that news story. Cause I think it's like up to 17 now. <laughs> Cause that's amazing. Yeah. Um, Viking splooch. But, yeah. 18. <laughs> that wasn't a good one, but it's, it's, it's there. What's some of that eggnog? <laughs> 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 it's real fattening, but it's worth the calories. <laughs> totally. Totes. Totes. Um, yeah, I mean, like, historically, the problem with sodomy <laughs> has often been that the bottom, it's not that they were taking it in the ass, it's that they were allowing themselves to be dominated. Mm. And um, that that's not masculine. And, yeah. and um, I mean, so you're, you're super right that it's problematic. I, I just want to validate that. Yeah. And, um, but... Like, but they, but they didn't. Do, the interesting thing is, like, from from our perspective, we can look at it like that. But they weren't thinking, like, is this a pro- problematic behavior? Is this correct to be accepting their juice in the caboose? <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine if this was a thing that we kept doing too? That like it just it never well, left our society, and like college football teams would have tryouts, and like oh the varsity God. would like. Mike, just stop. Have to jizz I'm all gonna, over the JV team. I've never <laughs> you come. Really, you have to stop. I've never come hands free, but I'm getting so close. <laughs> You've got to stop. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. I'm less worried about the rest of my boring numbers because we've given you all you can handle in that news story alone. Great. 
I think we should move on. <laughs> okay, great. Fine. Fine. As Fine. Dr. Krieger yo, yo. says in Archer, I can only get so erect. <laughs> Fine. Sure. If you don't want to hear okay, about Nordic cream anymore. Oh my God. Then, no, I'm like, doing so much research later. Okay, but. great. Uh, last news story. Last okay. but not least, uh, just a couple of days ago oh, on the 19th, uh, Academy Award-winning actress Charlize Theron revealed that her oldest child is trans. Seven-year-old Jackson proclaimed her gender to the actress at the age of three. And, and, Damn. Um, uh, until she looked at me when she was three years old and said, I am not a boy. Hmm. So there you go. Oh, I thought she was a boy too, Charlize said. Hmm. Um, but I have two beautiful daughters who, just like any parent, I want to protect and I want to see thrive. Um, they were born who they are and exactly where in the world both of them get to find themselves as they grow up and who they want to be it's not for me to decide she said hmm. uh, my job as a parent is to celebrate them and to love them and to make sure that they have everything they need in order to be what they want to be and i will do everything in my power for my kids to have that right and to be protected within that that's awesome i mean okay I was going to say not to nitpick, but it's definitely to nitpick. Like, that's super awesome. Great that she's supportive. Great that more, you know, the more people that are in stories like this that can show, uh, like, a way of reacting to your transgender daughters, like, just being like, yep, great, is awesome. But I always notice when she says something like, be who they want to be, mm, which mm -hmm. is like, Again, I get like what you're saying. Who comes, they are. Exactly. Like, no. I don't want to be a boy, so I'm a boy. Like, I just am a boy. Like, that I just, just who I am. So, I, that, I think that is to say that that's super supportive and that's awesome. And I look forward to when the language we use is not that it's I'm going to become someone or change something or I want to be a girl or I want, like, it's just we recognize that that's just, I, I think it's less about. You know, it, obviously her, her intentions are really great. I think it's less about that. It's and more about just our natural assumptions about what gender is, and it's you have an innate gender that usually does, but doesn't always match your genitals. Yeah, I agree. I I, I also I also think that uh, at least in this particular instance, she's talking about the support of parents in general, and there are lots of things that your child can decide for themselves that you mm. still want to support, mm. right? Like, what do you want to do when you grow up? Yeah. Where do you want to go to school? Do you not want to go to school? You want to join the military? Like, yeah. what, like there, there there's, all, there's also those things. But even comparing it to those kind of decisions, like yes, you should still love your child no matter what they want to do, even if they want to join the military, even if they want to go to college or not. But those are all decisions that you're making. Anyway. Yeah. I know. I'm nitpicky. Yep. 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 I'm well, surprised. She's also been a longtime ally. This article uh, reminded me that she was on record. In 2012, she publicly vowed not to get married until same-sex marriage was legalized. Hmm. Do you remember that? I don't. I don't either. <laughs> Made a big impact. Great. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we've said time and again, we are just two people talking about the stereotype and things we remember. So maybe you, the listener, remembers... Um, I'm surprised this is something we should just at least mention that we're going to be watching is the Supreme Court is supposed to be taking on um, the case of does the current title uh, mean that you can what is it title seven title nine title nine title 18 okay title nine does that say that uh, sexual orientation is covered and that you can't discriminate based on sexual orientation they're supposed to be taking up that case uh, and that's a big news story that we're going to be following. Yep. 
Yeah, it's Title Seven. Title Seven is, is what they're what they're talking about because Title Title Nine is is uh, school. Oh yeah, isn't right. that like football or something? What am I talking about? Okay, yeah. But yeah, we're gonna watch it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you're talking anything about- else you want me to watch? Yeah, Viking porn. <laughs> we're all gonna be watching. But Dan, what are you looking at over there? Viking porn. Okay, okay, that's fair. Dan, wait, un- you can. I give, I give you permission to unmute. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, enjoy this because it won't last long. Um, apparently, people like you. That uh, a ha- small handful, at least. Yeah. <laughs> at least a, yeah. um, a vocal I, minority. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know that. Um, so I guess, like, I don't know. I'll try to give you more time. What's up? Well, you guys have given. Me okay, that's enough. Shit, stop. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to plug Patreon, but I'll just... No. It's too much. (laughs) (laughs) I'll do it for you. You go back to your porn. Is that what you do? I can see your computer now, but usually can't. Do you usually watch porn while we're talking? Or is this just because of... (laughs) Uh, No, 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 no. uh, What I usually do while you guys are talking is take notes about what you talked about. And then sometimes I try and get ahead of getting Instagram images post? to put on the Instagram posts. And so I thought I would try and find some. Oh, you, oh okay. So you're Viking por- porn. Your research photo. is actually your porn research is actually gayish related. It is. I, I appreciate that. I'm doing my job. <laughs> um, and <laughs> and damn well, there's no law against doing your job while erect. <laughs> that, we can't regulate that. And we shouldn't. Um, if you I believe that's what the Supreme Court is oh, going to be weighing just... in on, right? <laughs> Can we fire people for being presently erect? Um, if you haven't seen the Instagram, Dan has started posting uh, Instagram, which is why people have commented on Instagram that it's getting a lot better. <laughs> people that, you know, it all comes from our account, so it looks great, but they don't know that that's because Dan started doing it. So if you don't subscribe to us, follow us. If you don't follow us on Instagram, then... Uh, when every you should then you should um dan posts notes or not notes but like uh, a folder of dan you say i can't 10 images the ten. first of which is a cover that has it's a nine pack of images about the current episode and what else do you do dan yeah I don't know. yeah and i try and tag the people that you guys have talked about if they have instagram um if not i try and put their names on there and sometimes little quotes and sometimes snarky little things about how calvin klein has doesn't identify as straight as oh, Mike sh- said he was. Shit. That's the other correction. Another correction. <laughs> Go back in time and I correct you there too. Well, I mean, I didn't know that. Dan and a couple other people m- mentioned that Calvin Klein see- bisexual is the... See, I think it's even worse with him because he's never claimed publicly to be anything other than straight. Oh, but didn't he also claim to have, didn't he, didn't she, Dan, did you say that he had like quality fashions? <laughs> what? <laughs> Just because he's fashionable doesn't make him anything. Is he? Okay. But didn't you say any, like he had relationships with men? No, he's had lots of relationships oh, with men really publicly, oh, okay. which whenever yeah. I make a mistake, then I always like the first thing I do is like, no, I was not fucking wrong. And I look it up and then I'm like, oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> he married a woman in the sixties, uh, has kids with her, uh, which never means you're gay. So doesn't stop mean- the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, married another woman in the eighties. I believe if I have, if I have the timeline correctly, um, and then, uh, both of those ended in divorce. 
and then uh, everything recent that I've seen about him is him showing up places with hot model boyfriends who are like a quarter his age or something. Man. And, yeah. And, and Michael Good Musto life. telling him to go back in the closet because he's embarrassing himself. <laughs> Uh, you you told you think Michael no not Michael Kors <laughs> what's his name Michael Moose Calvin Klein Calvin you think Klein. Calvin Klein should go back in the closet because I didn't say that oh who said uh, that Michael Moose though is like a very famous anyway yeah no you, who you kids Michael Mustache <laughs> no <laughs> I don't know what's he happening like, anymore he uh, Michael Moose is a very famous uh, like. Gay gossip, col- gossip column. See, Prez exactly. Hilton. He was he like he preceded by hmm. decades. Oh, Prez gotcha. Hilton. He write for Page Five or whatever. That yeah, like in New York, he followed. He was like in the midst of the club scene in New York, New York particularly mm-hmm. during the, during the transition from like Warhol era, like Studio Fifty Four, into the like club conceit in the nineties. And um, he he just he's snarky and he's. Yeah, it's it's, like, it sounds real like a real bitchy comment. Oh yeah, 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 okay. yeah. Okay. Yeah, so he's he's everything Perez Hilton is, but um, before Perez Hilton was it. Well, and Perez Hilton has gotten all these feedback, all this feedback about like how he's bullying. He used to, you know, bully people, and so now celebrities made like, you know, told him that, and he's changed to where like, you know, when he doodles on drawings instead of drawing like a dick pic with you know man gravy going into their mouth it's like he'll just draw like a smiley face or you know like he he does his thing but in a bullying free way now anyhow do you do you want to talk about foreskin yeah let's you look talk, bored let's talk about <laughs> do you foreskin. want to get back on track okay sure i i think <laughs> we need to have a i think i'm gonna start is that okay. okay no i do not have foreskin kyle oh <laughs> Oh, this was a fun episode. <laughs> I like being yelled at about things I don't have control over. Yeah. Um, I don't either. Yeah. No, that's not my first segment, though. I guess, well, it could be. So what do you prefer? Do you like, have you been with guys with foreskin without yes. have a preference? Mm. Well, this was a fun conversation. <laughs> Thanks for your input. Uh, I, 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 I enjoy both. Do you, a great deal. Do you have any like? Do you lean one way? I don't. I don't know. Hmm. Okay, so really no preference. Uh, you just you just love dicks. Yeah. Shape any shape, size, or anything about them. Yeah, I mean when it when a penis is w- with foreskin, and if it's in my life, <laughs> you just want then... you just want any dick. Any dick near you. <laughs> it's like I really, really could care less about the details of it as long as it's by me and in, or inside me. It's interesting because it's, my dick is not like that. So there's oh. like an added fascination part to oh, it yeah. of, of like, what would it be like to have that all the time? And like, like, I feel like part of then like everyone gets enjoyment out of that because same here. And then you're like, oh, let's play with it. And I, I mean, dudes love their dicks being played with. Mm-hmm. So like, mm-hmm. that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would say I'm the same way. I think people that have a that don't like for it's <laughs> Dan, you might have to turn i'm getting distracted by the porn on your no no no, no I, that's me i just like saw some like a pile of dudes <laughs> and i automatically was like huh? um <laughs> um what was i saying <laughs> and they all had foreskin um i think same i just love dicks 
uh, all sizes, colors, foreskin, no foreskin, half foreskin, whatever, two skin. Mm. <laughs> I I have, <laughs> lest you forget my tiny butthole, even some small dicks, just it's so nice to feel like a whore. <laughs> just to be like, I can never just slide them in, but when I can, I'm like, oh, I'm such a slutty, awesome bottom, mm-hmm. you know? It's kind of nice. Mm-hmm. That's not what we're talking about, though. But I think I lean slightly towards the foreskin. Okay. But anyone who says, like, I categorically like one or only one or the other, I feel like might have issues with penises or their own penis. Or I, I get... I mean, on, on the apps, especially anybody who says that they're categorically know this or yeah. only that, they have issues. Yeah. Which, I mean, you think of that you know no blacks no asians that tends to be what no we fats, think about no femmes yeah. only yep. latinos yep. only giant dicks yeah like and you're like mm-hmm. it's great i mean it's great to have preferences things you like and all of those things are a variety of things you might like but to just like say you only like a, an entire thing and you don't like an entire thing is like do you what where what are your biases and like and in foreskin there can be a lot of biases that come with huh, um <laughs> i preemptively asked myself in my head the question to spell it yeah. anyway you like what do you think about people with foreskin though what are your assumptions or why do you why don't you like it or yeah well and it's like uh this was on the facebook feed not too long ago that person that was interested that there was a a, a hot asian that was in the was it advertising God, I wish I could remember. I don't better. know what you're talking about. Somebody posted something to the Facebook group that was, I believe, an advertisement of some kind. Hmm. And the person that was featured heavily in the advertisement, I think it was an ad. I, that's the part I'm not sure about, was was a hot Asian dude. And then somebody mentioned in the comments to that that they were surprised that they used an Asian person for it, given the sort of marginalized nature of the whole no Asians thing that mm. you see in bigots post on grinder. Um, and then my response to that was like, I wish most more racists would just realize that hot is hot. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like that yeah. boy hot. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. If like, I mean, actually, yeah. If you're excluding black people or Asian people or like whatever, like man, there's so many hot people you don't get to have. Like, yeah, yeah you're, you're really missing out. Because yeah. Of your racism. And, there are a lot of fugly whatever you're looking for, oh, yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's so few gay people in general to, like, <laughs> rule out an entire category of hot people. Mm-hmm. Man. Um, okay. Can I tell we, you? We, we, we need to do an episode about this, too. I don't, Aren't I, we, we doing we, it right now? We've... T- We've talked about it off and on, but the whole just, like, your, your preferences oh, are oh. not just preferences. You need to there's do There's some, some kind of innate or... Yeah, thing you need to really evaluate about yourself. And is there like straight people probably go through it too, right? Like I don't yeah. like gay people, gay men are, are a lot more forward with like saying shit like that. But or I'm like, sure. but but that's I think because of the apps, because like it all kind of like all of the reasons we have apps and those are a thing we use then make it so we list out things we're looking for in a sexual partner. I don't think straight people have that opportunity elsewhere to be like. I want to fuck and hear the things I want to fuck, you know, like they don't yeah. list them out in, in that way. So yeah, I, I bet they have to deal with it, but except I watch a lot of porn where they're interviewing a straight guy, probably not straight, but they're like, <laughs> they're interviewing him and they're like, what kind of girls do you like? Mm-hmm. And they almost always mention the skin color. Mm. Um, so there might be exceptions. I don't know. That's but 
Anyway, yeah, let's talk about preferences, not just being preferences at some yeah. point. Yeah, 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 yeah. Foreskin. Um, but let's talk about foreskin <laughs> first. I have, okay, I did. I have to pee. <laughs> if you had foreskin, you mm -hmm. could just wrap it around your penis, tie it in a little ball, and then pee into it, and you just save it in a little balloon right there. So to empty out later. I don't think that's, that's how that No, works. that's one of the benefits of foreskin. Real thing. Whoa, no. Okay. What? Uh, uh, someone I know who has a foreskin, they described uh, how, uh, you know, when you're cold in the morning and your skin's tighter, uh, sometimes the, the ring the, 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 that kind of holds the end of the foreskin more closed, um, it, it stretches open when it needs to. But sometimes in the morning, it's very tight. And when you go to pee in the morning, you literally are like peeing into your foreskin and it's inflating like a balloon until it warms up enough to sort of like release and come out. What? It's a real thing. <laughs> yeah. Kyle's face. Yeah. Oh my I'm just, God. <laughs> there's so many things I don't know about foreskin and yeah. I'm very interested in all of it. Foreskin is magic. It's just like a, a, like a, a, like a halo hovering over your penis. A flesh colored halo. Okay. Yeah. Go pee. <laughs> it's not just flesh colored it is flesh <laughs> it's, like, it's like flesh that gives an extra strong hug to your penis this is the part where mike and kyle take a break okay are you ready for data great we need to data who was an android oh, on Star Trek The Next Generation. God. I'm... Brent Spiner. Brent Spiner had a fully functional set of genitals. I bet that included foreskin because I bet in the 23rd century we've gotten past all of this barbarism and it's normal to have foreskin. <clears throat> and so that android had foreskin. Boom. Okay. Mind blown. Interesting you mentioned. <laughs> Interesting because what... I my assumption going into this or what I believe going to this is circumcision is just like you said, like a weird barbaric act that we just have and always have been doing and just do because of, you know, the way religion permeates our society and it's gross and we need to stop doing it and it's genital mutilation. That's been that was me coming into this saying, like, we should just completely stop all circumcision. That was that was what I thought going into this, and I still think you see you're there right now. Okay, <laughs> well, let me show you why I've been. This is the long. I think the longest I've spent researching, and I, I okay, I, I, I have, yeah, okay. Here we go. <laughs> <It's> fine. <laughs> also, I think we need to do a disclaimer. If we didn't, if so, if you didn't already hear it, then here's your disclaimer of like. I am not a medical professional. I, like, I'm going to give enough data and, like... I thought maybe because we were going to do quite a bit of talking about baby genitals that we should do uh, before we start. Oh, this, before we episode. start. Oh, mine was around data and we're not doctors. Yours is around, like, we're going to talk about baby dicks. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Both For both reasons. Just Pedophilia, watch yourself. episode eight. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for remembering that episode number and consistently referring to it. Also, I read an article about circumcision trauma, that there's psychological damage caused by circumcision for a lot of people. And, and that maybe we should, maybe it's a trigger warning. Is circumcision a trigger? Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. I mean, I, I don't know. Probably. Hey, go. Hey, Mike. I got drunk. Okay, great. This will be fun <laughs> to talk about this data with you then. Okay. So don't use 
the the long and short of it is don't use this information as medical longer. advice. The longer and <laughs> <laughs> or shorter because that works for some people. Okay. Here's what I got. It's a lot. Hold on to your hold on to your dicks. Okay. Um <laughs> let me first give you just kind of a worldwide quickest summary I can of kind of what the state of penises are (laughs) a state of the penis if i promise not to be all mic about it can i guess oh yeah sure okay hit me oh do it oh oh i don't know you can't because it's okay so important things uh circumcision is nearly universal in muslim in the muslim world and in israel because of religious beliefs uh, of the majority of muslims and jews yeah. African males are often circumcised. Let's see, 60, I need to make my 62% of African males are circumcised. There are a lot of reasons why, but often it's part of a tribal or religious custom. And increasingly, particularly in Southern Africa, because of HIV, um, because it's viewed as a way to prevent HIV. I'll talk about US. So just put a put a butt plug in that. Okay. The rates of circumcision are much lower in Europe, Southern Africa. Most of Asia, Oceania, Latin America, and then in, and then uh, countries that have seen declines in circumcision in recent decades have been Australia, Canada, Ireland, New Zealand, and the United Kingdom. Great. That's the biggest. That's the me taking a giant Wikipedia page and narrowing it down. Um, Leave those baby dicks alone. Maybe okay. I'm not. I I, I changed from being like definitively to not sure. Wow. Okay. I know. I know. So you you do have to open your mind, and your butt. foreskin will follow. <laughs> 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 if you're lucky. Oh, I mean, uh, so I think for us who are, I mean, we've all said that we are on the you know don't circumcise train. We have to open ourselves up to let's look at the data. I think yep. on the same side, like circumcision in the U.S. I'm going to get into the U.S. now. It's just such a common thing that if you're if you are cut or believe that you should be, open yourself up to other ideas. So everyone just really just <laughs> wait. Are we going to get hate mail about circumcision? I don't. Now? I don't know if they if they do that's fine because I'm not. I'm trying to prevent the information. Prevent <laughs> present. That mm-hmm. was a weird slip present the information and then tell you my opinions about it but at least you can decide based on the data i show i mean so, there there are fine people on both sides yeah so you mean fine as an attractive <laughs> like physically fine physically attractive I was people? making a joke about white supremacy but okay oh i get it but there might be what i think is this actually there might be okay any whomsels okay the now i'm gonna get into the u.s because that's what i did a lot of research on that's i'm sorry that's <laughs> a right lot of personal it. research in the u.s i really studied Kyle gets. my own personal penis <laughs> and those around me <laughs> and have really enjoyed it the roughly what percentage of your sexual encounters have been with men that are intact men that are intact oh does that mean with foreskin i was gonna do a whole thing about this i don't know if now is the time for it or not but go Why ahead not? oh uh-huh. i think that we should start saying intact hmm. because uh any other thing that you say, uncut, uncircumcised, implies that cutting or being oh. circumcised is the norm. You're fucking born uncut. You're intact. You mm. have not had your genitals mutilated by a doctor. Okay, not like, that it's to the same degree, but it's like people that hate unsweetened tea. It's like, 
Well, no, it's it was it's, tea, it's and then you tea. sweetened it. <laughs> so unsweetened tea is tea. Again, yeah. doesn't have the medical implications. That, yeah. but I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Intact. Intact. I, okay, I don't know if I could say. That. I also thought about how do we talk about this from a trans inclusive perspective. So I think we should instead of saying men, I think we should be saying people with penises. Well, okay, that's I'm, that's also. You're right. True, but difficult. It just in the number of words that I will have to say. Right. Which maybe is worth it. Maybe that's a petty. It'll be a three-hour episode. <laughs> well, we haven't even gotten to any of the things that I've said yet. So, I, like, okay. Well, and we got off on the tangent about intact, which oh. uh, which then I forget what I was commenting on when I said that. Oh. Oh, I mean, I... Uh. Oh, how many, how many, what percentage of your sexual encounters were with oh. intact men, would you um, guess? I probably... Here in Seattle. A well, I mean, I had sex before Seattle. Okay. And outside of Seattle, because I okay. cause I travel, I get around. You're defending your I sluttiness have, with just I, passion. I, well, you just, <laughs> you limited my sluttiness to Seattle, and I wanted to tell everyone uh, I'm a slut everywhere. <laughs> great. <laughs> always have been, always will be. Um, <laughs> I'm a hoe in different area codes. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. I would say, like, maybe 25% are, are with intact men mm -hmm. intact people with penises mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what about you well <laughs> i was gonna guess half really for me and then i was trying to think about why maybe that is and i think it's because um my sexual history um people of color are overrepresented and i mm. think that people of color tend to be circumcised less and that that has skewed my sample can I, I actually have data about this. Okay, great. Circumcision rates in the last decade. So I, I've, I've seen data all over the place. So the, the specific number, don't necessarily trust that. It's more the relative amount because different data puts it at different, you know, different studies. So uh, circumcision rates for white men, one, one source said it was 90, it's been 91% in the last decade. Whoa. It seems like a lot. Uh, so I'm not convinced that it's 91%, but again, I'm more the relative thing. Um, for black men, they said 76%. Yeah. And for Hispanic men, 44%. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So regardless of if the exact number is true, I think the relative number we can believe, or at least, you know, with my limited but vast personal sample <laughs> size, <laughs> that does check out. Okay. Yeah. Does that for you? Yeah. You just talked about how you... I'm within the like, margin of error. <laughs> yeah. You're plus or minus 2%. Um, okay. But uh, so US trends um, from the National Hospital Discharge Survey. Gross. <laughs> discharge. Get your That's, discharge cleared we're up, We're talking about foreskin and you're going to talk about discharge. Um, I will talk about mucus later. Which yep. Is, um, but uh, so this is important to know that this is hospital mm -hmm. so it's hot like you're leaving a hospital which mm -hmm. is not always where circumcision happens but at least that data that we have from 1979 to 2010 wait not all circumcisions happen in hospitals oh boy <laughs> oh you were being sarcastic i do okay do you know what a moil is uh, uh, yeah i got one removed because it looked <laughs> cancerous <laughs> it's a jewish word it sounds or yiddish or something yeah it's the jewish guy that cuts the foreskin off of the babies, not at a hospital. Just he like, just like walks around with this like with the I forget what it's called. It has a name. 
Um, Scissors. Uh, no, it's a. This is the. It has a name. He ha- it's like this, like like guillotine, miniature guillotine Ew. for foreskin and and foreskin optimizers. And like, they don't even necessarily clean it between babies. They just like mm. go on a like a dick chopping rampage. <laughs> and <Jeez>. I, I, <laughs> I uh, but okay. We do need that trigger warning. If we were wondering <laughs> if we needed that trigger warning, the phrase dick chopping rampage is gross. Dan, you have a disgusted look on your face, which means tell us tell us what's happening. No, no, I'm equally horrified by the description and um, by my inability to quickly find the name of the device. Oh, oh, um, oh, you're so you're trying to find the device and in it reading all these weird things traditionally they used a knife but uh yeah i know that there's like a specific thing now okay i will get i will get to that in a moment another butt plug we took out one butt plug because i'm talking about us data which is what i said i would do but put in put it back in because we'll we'll talk about that in a second um okay so (laughs) have we actually talked about anything yet i think so have i given i feel like we keep talking about the data i'm going to talk about here it is okay so um in the u.s hospital so newborns from hospitals it has from 1979 to 2010 it has declined by 10 percent. it was 64.5 percent. it as of 2010 is 58.3 percent the total so that's the so declined to 58.3 percent. so that's hospital circumcision rates mike here's where you can guess if you're not mike about it okay I shall endeavor to not be me about it's, this. Try real hard more often. <laughs> um, <laughs> but what do you think is the total number of circumcised men in the U.S.? You're, uh, not a number, but a percentage. Percentage. Oh, percentage. Yeah. Uh, uh, 74. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right on. Uh, 70 to 80 <laughs> percent. Yes! Motherfucker! <laughs> your your personal sample size is relevant. It does match the overall. So... If 58% of newborns, as of recent data, are circumcised, the total number of circumcised men is somewhere between 70 and 80%, depending on which study you read. So that's a difference of, you know, 10, 20%. That meaning those people circumcise outside of the hospital, which that's that's problematic that's that's bad okay that that's something we'll all agree on i think by the end of it is like that's bad yeah any umzels okay there so those numbers that declined by 10 percent is actually it declined in the 80s went up in the 90s and declined again in the 21st century those changes have matched uh decisions or like recommendations made by medical professional organizations one example that seems to line up really well with this data that one article gave me was the American Academy of Pediatrics, uh, so the AAP. Um, so their task force in the 1970s said there was no medical indication for routine circumcision. So in the in the 70s, they, they were like, nah, you don't got to do it. So people started doing it less in the 80s. And then in 1989, that same group said that there were potential medical benefits to newborn circumcision. Okay. So they rose then in the 90s. Then in 1999, same fucking group (laughs) released a statement that said, despite 
potential medical benefits of newborn male circumcision, newborn people with penis circumcision. Hey, trans buddies. Mm -hmm. I see you. (laughs) I got you. Um, There is insufficient evidence to recommend routine circumcision. And they said, quote, the procedure is not essential to the child's current well-being. Yeah. The latest data or the latest recommendation of the AAP is, quote, the health benefits of newborn male circumcision outweigh the risks. So the current recommendation is do it. If you're, uh, you know, routine. So if you're a healthy baby with a penis, their recommendation is do it because the benefits outweigh the risks. So let's talk about the benefits and the risks. Okay. This is why I spent so fucking long researching this. Cause then I was like, well, what's your, you look distraught. <laughs> Talk to me. Well, okay. So one big piece of evidence I think that we have mm-hmm. that you don't need to circumcise is the, however many thousands or millions of years we existed before we started doing it. Like nature is real good at shit and is real good at like, having penises and vaginas that do the right thing at the right time mm-hmm. and it like it seems like um like a failing of modern man to sort of question the genius of evolution to decide hey nope not good enough we need to cut that shit off i mean then again and, we have an appendix like w- that's true there so my point is that is not that is not concrete evidence that it needs to be there we also leave your appendix in until it's a problem true yep yep totally And like, this is where, you know, actually people that talk about like, you know, what's natural or what's, you know, what should, should we doing based on nature and whatever. And it's like, okay, well, nature gave me fucked up eyes, but I put contacts in anyway. Like evolution did not fix that shit for me. But then again, you have a problem that medicine can then fix for you. It's not preemptive. We don't give all babies LASIK when mm, they come out because that's what we do. True. Like, should we? No. <laughs> the LASIK industry <laughs> disagrees. <laughs> LASIK for all babies. That's my new program. Yeah. Okay. So let's get into some of the specific uh, Great. benefits. Great. So I'm going to be incredulous. Do you know? Well, let's, let's keep going. <laughs> so you're going to be you. That's fine. I again will recommend that you try being a little less you sometimes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, no. Okay. What are some? Uh, Look. Being around me is exhausting. It's... Try being me. <laughs> I'm around me all the time. Oh, man. Is the person in your head just as angry? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, what is one of the benefits that you know of? The supposed benefits. Supposed the... benefits? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I have real strong opinions about Great. this, but I'll, I'm going to name them anyway. Name one, just one. Because we're going to go one at a time. Fucking bullshit. Great. Name one. Great. Uh, it's dirty. It's dirty smegma okay yeah that one's dumb um i think uh one of the recommendations that this group gave there are a lot of things that they said you know in general the health benefits outweigh the risks um one of the things it says parents of newborn boys should be instructed in the care of the penis regardless of whether it's been circumcised or not no one ever that's makes sense we should teach everyone how to be i don't know have basic hygiene um, including if you're, especially if you're ooh, intact, mm-hmm. if you have foreskin, you need to learn how to take care of that shit. False. You don't believe we should teach people how to take care of their penises? No. No? Just see what happens? 
What are you talking about? I have this article from Psychology Today. And oh. the primary author uh, is Lillian Del Aquila, who's not a psychologist. She is a pediatrician and says, myth, you have to get the baby circumcised because it's really hard to keep a baby's penis clean. Oh, or I'm not saying it's hard. I'm saying you should just be like, dude, you got to get in there and wash it out. Like we should teach people how to clean their dick. No. No? No. Okay, keep going. That's like douching with uh, f- fucking um, like uh, uh, fleet enemas. The the liquid that comes in a fleet enema is mm-hmm. so bad for your butt. Mm. And if you like use that all the time when you wanted to bottom, mm. your butt would melt out. Oh, you're not. And, <laughs> like, don't. Sure. Don't use that shit. So you're not supposed to clean out your foreskin? Um. Okay, so. Myth, little boys won't clean under their foreskins and will get infections. Oh, oh, gotcha. Reality check, the foreskin separates and retracts on its own sometime between three and puberty. Before it retracts on its own, you wipe the outside off like a finger. (laughs) After it retracts on its own, it will get clean during the boy's shower or bath. Oh. Once a boy discovers this cool new feature of his penis, he will often retract the foreskin himself during his bath or shower, and you can encourage him to rinse it off, but he should not use soap, as this upsets the natural balance and is very irritating. There is nothing special (laughs) that parents need to do. Most little boys have absolutely no problem playing with their penises in the shower or (laughs) anywhere else. So, I mean... It was harder to teach my boys to wash their hair than it was to care for their penises. (laughs) So then this, this group... They said like some of the things I said are general enough that like, yes, they are true. Newborn boys should be instructed in the care of their penis, regardless of whether they am cir- they are circumcised or not. So not a newborn. You can't teach a newborn shit. They don't. You're so annoying. <laughs> they're not saying teach your six month old how to clean their dick. What they're saying is they should learn about hygiene for their penis. And they are saying doesn't matter if you have foreskin or not. You should learn about hygiene. So here's my fear. Here's my fear that there are 40 year old women out there who were are cis women mm-hmm. don't have a penis, don't know how it works. And they think because of all of these myths that we've told that their baby's dick is gross mm-hmm. and they're just like scrubbing it in there with a Brillo pad, hurting the poor child mm-hmm. because they think that's what they have to do because it's hard to take care of. Yeah. And Retracting the foreskin, ripping it away, causing damage, causing mm-hmm. infections. That's why the rates of infections are higher because like, hmm. people don't know what the fucking doing. That is interesting. I that was not one of my things that was in my list, but that's a good point of like what. People I'm gonna start assume. using my finger here pretty soon. Yeah, th- I like. think even though they can't see it, I think they'll hear it. I think they'll know. <laughs> um, but no, I I did not. I I did assume that there was more work you had to do for cleaning. So that's really interesting. Um, what are the other supposed purported benefit? Ooh, we're testing out this pop fil- purported uh, benefits of circumcision. I have heard. The the boy needs to look like his daddy or he'll have questions. Oh, interesting. You're talking about a lot of the um, more like psychological. I mean, you reference psychology today and like some. Yeah, I think the look of it or what they're used to is is going to be a huge factor that we need to. This I don't have data on, but just is a huge factor in like, oh, if a lot of people are already cut. So we assume that they should look cut. 
I never compared my dick to my dad, by the way. Oh, I did. I had that terrifying moment that I think a lot of four, five, six-year-olds have where they're like, oh my God, it is gigantic. What's... Oh, <laughs> I mean, I guess so. I took I took showers with my dad when I was a little kid. And you don't remember thinking, my God, what is that thing? Not, I mean, I guess I remember being like, penis, penis, I don't know, <laughs> but I never like, I don't think so. All right. But, I, but then again, I'm, well... I don't want to get into my dad. I am cut, so you say make whatever assumptions you want. But like, yeah, I guess that could be a question. I think the uh, you don't want to say if your dad has foreskin or not. No, that's weird. Why is that weird? That's just weird to say. That's interesting. This is interesting. I don't want to talk about my dad's penis. I mean, you, know, you already did a little bit, I did, but because <laughs> maybe <laughs> I didn't choose it. I I think the appearance of it that is a big reason. But one, you just need to get over. Like I, I, and this is me too. I'm like all about just like let's look at the medical benefits, the health benefit. Like let's look yeah, at okay. those numbers. So like, if you have a preference or for one another, like shut the fuck up. Just look at like that is not a reason to either way. So I had two. I had two purely aesthetic thoughts. The mm. first was that the boy needs to match his daddy so that he doesn't have mm. questions or feel like he's wrong or different or bad because mm. his dad's penis is likely the first penis he's going to see and know about. Yeah. The other is circumcised penises just look nicer, mm. which is that's a judgment about the visual oh. of Wait, uh, did who who's saying that? Are you saying that? I'm I'm saying that that's a that's a that's a oh, that's a, a fairly thing. commonly held belief. Yeah. And which that yeah, those are things I I guess like the reason I didn't look into those is because I just think those are stupid. Like yeah, sure, sure, sure. Like sure. if you if you think you like the look of something because you've seen it, it's just like uh, yeah, like uh, your kid might be a different height than your dad. Like I'm taller than my dad, so should we like chop off a little bit of my feet so I don't have questions about my height compared to him? Like uh, there's like uh, you're gonna be different. Yeah, I I. I just don't like those arguments. So, yeah, I'm on. Okay. All right. Well, let me. I, I have a couple of more guesses. Oh, yeah. Go. go okay. Um, uh, it It is. It's harder to get HIV if you have a mm. circumcision. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Now we're getting into like data and like medical benefits versus, you know, the look or the whatever. Do you, wait. Do you want to venture? You seemed the way you said that was covered in scorn um well so i i i don't know if i was going to make a whole segment out of this or not well i hope not because i'm going to give you the answer let me so. make sure let me make sure <laughs> let me make sure there is anecdotally so here's here's what i know and then you can validate it or not mm -hmm. that there are multiple studies that show that indeed circumcisions reduce the transmission of hiv mm -hmm. that that's correct yep. that, yep. that is a correct thing yep. there is also evidence to suggest that this is a major force behind circumcisions in Africa in particular, mm -hmm. and that there are African men who unfortunately have not received the education who believe that they cannot get HIV because they are circumcised oh, wow. and that it actually has increased unsafe behavior on their part because of poor education. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, circumcision, I have a magic dick. Great. We cut off the HIV causing part of my penis. Now let's get to business. Yep. Yeah. No, that's like one of the challenges with this and it's so weird that we don't have a definitive recommendation like even the current recommendation says you know the medical benefits seem to outweigh the de you know like it's 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 no one is saying like absolutely cut it off mm -hmm. um and you're right that a lot of the data we get is from Africa which is important 
when making those decisions, but it's going to be very different than when you look at a country like the U S where HIV is a very different problem here and yep. we have different. So, um, what I want to first mention, cause I didn't know too much. I mean, I, I had heard that and didn't really know why, like the idea behind why this was a thing. Like wh- why is it that having foreskin could cause HIV? Well, Kyle, the answer is keratin. So I'll point out that the, when you said what you were going to talk about, this uh-huh. was not part of it. It was what he was going to talk about. <laughs> so you're walking all over one of his topics. It's oh, fine. I... Because you said you were going to talk about other data. Yeah. Oh, I did. Yes. When I sent, we sent. Just to be. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's, what, that's why Mike has a lot of opinions. Dan, he we researched can... this too. <laughs> Dan, I can confirm that you did your job. And then I didn't tell you that I changed <laughs> what I was doing. So you're right. Fine. Everyone still loves Dan. It's all Kyle's fault. so no dan we're leaving it in i don't know so um keratin is your answer okay well so i well okay i didn't i must have done different research because mine is mucus also mucus but uh, okay so what's keratin so keratin like you have multiple different kinds of skin right the skin that is on your lips is different than the skin that is on your face is different than the skin on your palms is you, there are different kinds of skin i just assume skin. that skin was different like on your feet because you walk around so it builds up stuff it's exactly actually- right that is keratin so ke- oh. ke- keratinous i think i'm saying it right keratinous uh tissue is tougher and it is a it's chemically different and oh, so it's not like, just you walk around on cement and your feet get tougher it is the skin itself is different you walk around on cement and that encourages your body to turn your feet so that they are stronger and it does that using keratin. Your fingernails are almost 100% keratin or, or chitin. Um, oh, uh, interesting. Chitin, so it's, it's like, chitinous. What? Keratin and chitin are different things. Okay, I'm fine. Fairly certain. Okay, they sound alike. The point is, the point we're is... We're not arthropods, just to be clear. That's true. Because we're your not... hair, your hair is keratin. What? Yeah, uh, your fingernails are keratin. Weird. I mean, is this like the the four Ks of your skin color, clarity? <laughs> like the four Cs. Ch, Kyle. The four C, and so does it in diamond, which is my reference. What a funny, weird, difficult joke that I'm trying to make. Anyway, keep talking. So about. when you have foreskin, it covers the glands of the penis. That's the tip of the penis Mm -hmm. and that allows the tip of the penis to remain protected against the elements rubbing around inside your under underwear whatever else so it's the equivalent of wearing shoes all the time (laughs) they just got a socket (laughs) they're wearing everywhere and as anybody who has grown up in the country can tell you if you run around outside i could run around in gravel hot gravel as a kid because i just didn't wear shoes outside Mm. and my feet were just like like a keratin shield against whatever i wanted to walk across a hot bed of coals if i needed to uh-huh. people who wear shoes all the time could not hmm. do that because they didn't have that protective layer that builds up yeah a simple suburban folk <laughs> yeah. wore shoes and rode bikes yeah yep so uh uh I think I'm done. I got drunk. Okay. Well, also, we're apparently interweaving segments because I like have so much and stuff that I looked at. Um, well, another thing that... Wait. Okay. So you have this keratin that is your foreskin that helps cover... No, 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 no. The, the, oh, the, for, shit. the foreskin... The foreskin... 
uh, is more more keratinous. Oh, got it. The outside part is, but the inside, the glands of your penis, the head of your penis, does not build up a keratin layer around it because it is covered all the time. Mm. Mucus is part of that; keeps it moist, keeps it yeah uh, happy. <laughs> um, but so so removing the foreskin is like taking your shoes off and running around outside all the time. The head of your penis keratinizes; it becomes uh, tougher. Got it because it's exposed because it rubs up against stuff because 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 i get you um so then well that's i'm it's almost like we're a great duo because i have the (laughs) other part of that which is um yeah there is mucus in most all of your openings that lead inside of you most all of the places vikings might fuck if you lose (laughs) um so like your mouth, your anus, a vagina, like all of those your things. Your nostrils. Yes. Your ear holes. So much mucus everywhere. And mucus <laughs> sounds like I mean like, you know, your your nose, but you have a mucus on all those openings and that mucus is good, helps prevent bacteria from getting in um and in the case of your vagina, um helps lubricate during sex. Mhm. Mm-hmm, um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, but if HIV comes in contact with that mucus, including in your foreskin, mm-hmm. that can transmit HIV. Mm-hmm. So that mucus is another thing that increases the risk. So you, I mean, you have risk of your uh, urethra, small opening in your penis to mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, to getting HIV, but also the mucus. You know, with foreskin, you can imagine urethra is a small opening versus the mucus within your foreskin, kind of a, a more ability to get HIV through that. Yeah. Did that make sense? Did I kind of... I think so. Great. Um, it makes me happy. Okay. Well. I know you said small opening and I was thinking about your butthole, which I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I wonder how many people on a day-to-day basis just like think about how tiny my butt is. And I'm sorry for that. Um, Mike, I think your confusion about keratin and 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 uh, chitin comes from playing Ark so much. It might be. Because both of those are things that we can collect. It might uh, be. But chitin is definitely restricted to like fungi and arthropods and things that, that most animals have keratin. Okay, great. Thank know. you. I don't know what any of that means, but I accept it and, and like it. Okay. Um, so that's all about like why HIV is a, is a important topic. And what is important is we don't have studies or um, or at least conclusive studies that we've seen around um, how foreskin contributes to HIV infections in the U.S. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, what I tried to look up the... Or among gay people, for that matter. Most well, of the studies in Africa are... Africa, the problem with HIV transmission is straight people. Yep. And I... Um, interesting. Again... I guess we're a good, it's like you teed this up of, um, according to one article, HIV is in the U S HIV is transmitted primarily through non-sterile syringes or sex between men. And there is no evidence that a foreskin affects either mode. I couldn't find the article that supported that. So sure. Foreskin doesn't change whether you get HIV from drugs or not. Wait, no, 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 it's not. (laughs) Oh, Oh, you're right. Yeah. 
That was okay. <laughs> so I did reference a dumb article. There was there were some articles that like I was looking trying to find both of the sides to this, mostly to get the data they referenced to yeah, see if yeah. it does the data people that are against it and for it. And it said it tended to be the same data, which was interesting. And then people had different conclusions from that. So um, and so this is where like yes, the studies say circumcision reduces the likelihood of HIV. And they're technically right. Yeah. That is true because of what we talked about. Then again, in the US, we have, you know, this is, it was nowhere in articles, but like what I'm thinking is, okay, well, we have PrEP now, which helps prevent HIV mm-hmm. at a very effective rate. Yep. Um, there are things out there like condoms that help prevent HIV. Put your infant on prep, everybody. But every child <laughs> should be really be cautious. You know, um, well, hopefully infants aren't getting HIV. Hopefully they aren't contracting new HIV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, okay, let's not get into that. This is, again, trigger warning. Babies, <laughs> penises. Um, so, I mean, in my perspective, like, we have so many new tools nowadays that if that was what you were doing before to help prevent HIV, well, we have a lot of new methods now that don't involve cutting off your foreskin. Yeah. Um, I'll just go ahead and tell you other things that are supposed benefits and kind of the, is that true or not? Uh, UTIs, yeah. urinary tract infections. So the general idea is uh, circumcising helps prevent UTIs. Right. The thing to know though is 1% of infant, uh, um, uncircumcised infants with a penis will develop a UTI during the first year of their life. Yep. Compared to 0.1% of circumcised people, uh, infants with penises will get a UTI. So yes, it's 10 times more likely. Then again, just know that the numbers are so small, you know, the, you know, so that, that, that's where if you hear it's 10 times more likely you'll get a UTI. Okay. Yes. But it is 1%. Well, and from, from my reading, by the way, a lot of the reading I did today, I kind of feel like an anti-vaxxer a little bit (laughs) because there's lots of just like damn the medical community mm-hmm. stuff that I read through on blogs yeah. and whatnot about about this topic like I mean if you're reading opinions from American medical groups then you also have to assume that a majority of them are cut themselves and yep. while they shouldn't bring that into their research I mean they, they do, do ask questions I mean they sh- you can't assume that everyone does but I don't know yeah it's yeah hard. no 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 for sure for sure for sure but um in, in my crazy reading that I did <laughs> uh, they suggested that some amount of the difference can be attributed to crazy women taking a Brillo pad to their kid's oh, dick they, uh, because they think that they have to be really aggressive with cleaning it because it's dirty and that that actually is giving these kids UTIs like so as babies yes uh, I I also think like something that we will all agree on is like I think we don't some of this stuff is exactly what we're saying like we don't talk about this and it's a, like it's weird to talk about baby penises which is why mm-hmm. we even said like this is a really uncomfortable topic no nope, top three favorite topics yeah. for me yeah. <laughs> pedophiles baby penises <laughs> and bigfoot it's a but thing sure yeah it's, <laughs> it's not it doesn't match the others but it's just something you like and everyone so in about half of infants who contract a uti um then they have kidney damage so like if you do get a uti that is a big yep. like call no that is a big side effect or whatever of that that's important to know so even though a small number get it 
those that do, it's important. Like you could, you know, 50, 50, they're going to get kidney damage. Um, in adults, in uncircumcised adults with penises, they're, uh, the risk for UTI, approximately one in three get a UTI. When it gets to adults, I just, they didn't say this, but I just assume that that is because we need to teach more about, you know, just more sexual education, more information on what to do. Basically like biggest thing, pee after you have sex, mm-hmm. clear, mm-hmm. clear everything out. Wait, what's, but did you say the difference? What's No, the, I didn't. So you have the UTI rate for uncircumcised adults. Yeah. But we can't compare that to the UTI rate for circumcised adults. Correct. To know if it's worse. Mike, I could have researched for another hour, but you made me start. <laughs> I was cracking so, the whip. I know. Yeah. And I liked it. <laughs> S, 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 N, M, 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 M. You're the weaker podcaster. Get on the other side of that rope, and I'm going to give you some of Freyr's <laughs> essence. Don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> um, no, I don't know. That that's, was pointed out as a, I don't know. You're right. I don't know what the rate of UTI for circumcised men is. So again, like that, that, that's another good point of like, even when you're reading articles, you'll read these statistics that seem big and then things to ask yourself are, okay, what's the comparison to the other groups? Or like I've had a UTI. You have? I never have. I'm circumcised. You might be uncircumcised. <laughs> <laughs> are you sure? How sure are you? Okay. Big side note, like that I, there was, okay, I'm actually going to open it up. My section is just going to be the episode, I think, because I don't like, because this has go, been going That's on fine. For That's fine. That's fine. Okay. That's fine. Um, <laughs> one of the first like studies I got to is, uh, uh, I have it open. Self-report is a valid measure of circumcision status in homosexual men. Okay. Which... The fact that that is an interesting finding, like <laughs> has like the fact that this is even a study that is published gives me more. Que- it doesn't answer any questions. It just gives usually research should answer questions. I have more questions about that. Uh, so <laughs> they took this subgroup of men in Sydney, Australia. And there are 240, I wasn't even going to talk about, I had this open just in case. And I think, mm-hmm. I guess I knew I might talk about it. Uh, 240 people that are participants in the health in men study. And it said mostly, they, so they like self-reported and then had agreed to a medical exam to confirm their report. Mm-hmm, 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 and mm-hmm. mostly they were right. <laughs> Five participants reported being uncircumcised, but were classified as circumcised. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I w- that's all they said about it. Mm-hmm. I want to who what I, I just I'm I'm sure there's a reason I don't have foreskin so I don't know the complexities of it. So I'm not trying to bring any kind of judgment toward those. I just want to know more about all five men. I want pictures of their dicks. I want to personally examine them <laughs> with my anus. Um let's yeah. see. Uh <laughs> three cases the examining nurse was unsure of the participant's circumcision status. And were excluded. So again, really interesting. Why are who, you unsure? Why are you unsure? What I mean is that this is just like they were partially circumcised, or they just were born with like not too much going on in the foreskin region. Are, are there people that were born? It's like small-breasted for women. Like, were there people born with just a tiny amount of foreskin, and they're just like, I wonder if in the foreskin world. 
are they embarrassed by their lack of foreskin? Because they, that, I don't know. I think there's this whole world that I'm not, it just, I have so many questions about this. So another Star Trek The Next Generation reference. Are you ready? Uh, sure. Patrick Stewart, who played Jean-Luc Picard. Is he uncircumcised? Oh my God. <laughs> you didn't say no right away. So uh, uh, in the middle of his appearance with Hugh Jackman on the Graham Norton show to promote their new flick, Logan. So this is a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, Logan like Wolverine yeah. Logan, yeah Patrick Stewart shared a ridiculous story about a conversation he had with his wife about his foreskin after telling her that she, that he was circumcised Stewart's wife replied you're not circumcised <laughs> what Stewart said he argued with her saying it was ridiculous because he remembered his mom explaining to him why he was circumcised it was trendy at the time she had said to him <laughs> as a kid his wife was insistent so he actually asked his doctor the next time he was in for a physical, I- am I am I circumcised or not? Because I'm pretty sure I am. And the doctor's like, no, <gasps> no. <laughs> I think it's great. Women, if you're worried about your children <laughs> having like self-esteem issues because they're uncircumcised, just tell them they are. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> just lie to your kids, everybody. Um, okay, let's get back on topic, Mike. <laughs> Why did you do this to us? Okay. Uh, other things. Cancer. Or I think the last thing. Cancer is a common purported benefit, including penile and prostate cancer. But uh, you, you get that as an added bonus? <laughs> <laughs> Leave it intact. You got some cancer. Um, that uh, That's the... And the studies tend to validate that people that are uncircumcised have people that are intact, I guess, as you'd say, are have a higher risk of... Uh, certain kinds of cancer so i mean is it foreskin cancer because of course penile cancer i mean is that do bigger dick guys have a higher chance of getting cancer because there's just more surface area that cancer can really guys with giant dicks let us know (laughs) right in (laughs) is this okay tell me do you have a giant dick do you have a giant cancer cancer? cancer? let us know (laughs) how'd that go i think i'm just working in my head on this like uh, pickup line mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. like what's your rate of penile cancer because the more the better <laughs> uh, I don't know um, I want to I treat you like cancer and attack your giant nope okay penile. hey stud I'll be your chemo <laughs> <laughs> this is horrible none of this is good okay penile cancer so yes uh, being circumcised reduces the rate of penile cancer then again Penile cancer overall affects such a small number, less than 1% of people with penises. So that's already, you're not at a big risk for it. So, you know, I think this is one of the questions to ask when you're reading data on this is what is the sure increased risk, but what is the risk overall anyway? So like Mm. penile cancer, like sounds scary. I don't want to get that. I'll chop off whatever to reduce my risk of, pe- but then like, okay, it affects less than 1% of people with penises. So, yeah, you know, it, um, prostate cancer though, prostate cancer is the second leading cause of cancer death for men in the U S yeah. and it, uh, is found in an article that was against circumcision. Okay. It quoted or cited that it reduces the risk of prostate cancer by 15%. How? I mean, I, I, I believe it. Well, I, no, it I, didn't I, this say is, any more. 
again, like I, Th- this, this isn't is, one of those situations where like I'm I'm not a doctor. I'm aware that I'm not a doctor. Anti-vaxxers, you are not doctors. Oh, you're so stupid. Like, this we're trying to just get more data it, to make an informed decision, which is very different than anti-vaxxers. It, but if the doctors say that having or not having foreskin affects your having or not having prostate cancer, I believe you. Yeah, and I just don't understand how well, that's possible. What I, <laughs> I agree. Something that I didn't even think of until just now is Does it affect heart attacks because that's a long ways from your dick <laughs> my heart is very close to my gym it's, i this is why i'm in love with every douchebag bro that i see at the gym Great. um which is i don't know why i said that which is zero because i don't go to the gym um what i just realized is what i said to you near the beginning is people of color so uh african-american and uh latin men tend to be less likely to be circumcised so i'm less than half for latinos which i was really interested in that was surprising to me but i'm wondering if what it what it also what the data also said was there was a strong connection between if the state offered um uh had medicare Mm. so like so what it tended to be is you know, if you have less, oh my God, this connects back to your income and finance. We might be really does. smart in <laughs> accidentally smart in our episodes <laughs> and what we talk about. <laughs> so if you have less income, you're more likely to skip those, uh, like something like a circumcision because yeah. it costs whatever hundred dollars or whatever it costs to do. Yep. And especially when, I mean, even if you're looking at the data, it says like, yeah, maybe do it like that's not (laughs) i'm not super convinced so they're less likely uh you know people that have less income or states that don't cover this they're less likely to get circumcision so i wonder if those people then also tend to be less likely to do screenings for prostate cancer yeah um i'm making that's that's trying to be clear about what's data and what's my opinion that is, I did not read that anywhere. I just made that up, but that could in my mind explain that difference indirectly. So one thing sort of in this space mm-hmm. that I thought was really interesting is uh phimosis. Phimosis is the medical diagnosis of your foreskin is too tight and it won't retract. Oh, and- <laughs> your hand motions. I wish people could see it. <laughs> your motion for retract is like if you jerked off your index finger because you just pulled into the, the hypothetical. But my okay sign is my foreskin <laughs> yep, and yep. my finger and you just pulled is it, the, like. You just moved it down boop. your index finger like retract, like but, move it down. But um, phimosis is it's too tight. It won't do that. Oh, okay. And, and um, it, it uh, apparently a lot of doctors overdiagnose phimosis. Because mm. that's covered by insurance and justifies the circumcision that the parents wanted that they would have had to pay extra for. So they're trying to like back into a diagnosis that gives the parents the result they wanted anyway. Yeah, yep. which I think this is um, part of where your skepticism of especially like U.S. medical professionals is warranted. I'm skeptical of them, not just in this case, but across the board in what they die in what you know, prescriptions they give me because our fucking stupid what vaccines like, they put in my body. What? <laughs> it causes, I'm so autistic because of all the vaccines I got. Oh wait, no, I'm not. Cause that's not a thing. Um, yeah, I, I think not only because of what the parents want and parents is bias, but also because in like medical, the medical field, like people doing stuff just to get money. I think you're, 
you examined your own skepticism of medical professionals, like which is a, what a good analytical person would do, but I think it's warranted in mm-hmm. our case. Mm-hmm. It's Elizabeth warranted. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know why I threw her into this. She doesn't care. Pocahontas? <laughs> Soups Native American. This is, what, <laughs> again, if you're considering how Native American she is, look at the overall rate of Native American she is, because it's not that high. Same thing. We're so smart. Um, what was I talking about? Cause I think I might've had more to say about it. Oh, prostate cancer. Um, so prostate cancer, again, more to consider just uh, prostate cancer. If you catch it early, it's very preventable, almost a hundred percent prevention. So it's when, if it's spread that it becomes less, you know, more challenging to survive. I, I think a lot of times, okay. So th- that's all my like what are the supposed benefits and the, the data around it? Yeah. If you were tired of that. But um, I think a lot of things it's like, you oh, mean our whole episode, <laughs> you mean the, if you're tired of this episode, uh, like I think a lot of the things are kind of indirect to circumcision. I think circumcision is like the sledgehammer approach to other things. Like, okay, if you think it prevents prostate cancer instead of circumcising, should we do more prost- like tests? like tell everyone to test for prostate cancer yeah it's like okay i don't know the right way like ear infections are a risk for everyone but that doesn't mean we chop off ears you know like yes you can a lot of things in you can potentially lead to challenges but is the solution to remove them or teach them about the care and if you chop off both your feet 100 percent chance of no foot cancer you will never get foot cancer (laughs) unless i don't know it depends on where those feet go Perhaps the best analogy is breast cancer, where 12% of, it's some staggering number of women will develop breast cancer at some point in their life, but we don't Mm. remove the, Mm -hmm. like, breast tissue in young girls to prevent that from happening. Because that that would be absurd because we're taking away a part of their sexuality, a part of their body. At the same time, there are the Angelina Jolies of the world who have a a, a prophylactic double mastectomy As because adults. they have the BRCA gene, but As they adults. are adults. Yeah. That's exactly the point. Dan, Dan, don't come in here with smart comments because that's going to make people like you more, which I'm already <laughs> angry enough about. Hey, I stood quiet and didn't contradict you saying that it prevents <laughs> cancer because that's bullshit. But The date, but... You can't say you're talking about data from like the 50s before we knew about tobacco and in stuff. Correct. I'm talking about data from I don't know when because I didn't look it up, so you don't know either. <laughs> Burn. <laughs> I win. No, I really don't know. Like this, uh, I was trying to like pick something that said to do it from a anyway. Um, fuck off, Dan. Okay, no, <laughs> no, you're great. We like you. Keep talking. Other people like you too, I guess. Um. <laughs> By the way, you can still call in corrections, even though you work here now. <laughs> well, I mean, but instead of calling it in, just you'll have a more than three minute window. If you I need more than three minutes. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was going to be my point. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely need more than three yeah, minutes. That's, fair. that's understandable. As um, my f- first ever voicemail <laughs> series of voicemails attested. So what I learned from all of this. Foreskin is delicious. Oh, I've. <laughs> I learned that time and again. Just get your tongue in there. Um, what I learned is I thought it was more clear cut. It mm. is not as clear cut. <laughs> huh, oh, I didn't even. <laughs> it It is more of an open discussion. Or I think one of those things like we need more research around this. And I would argue we need more information that's not as dependent on 
things that could be solved through other means like proper sex education, mm-hmm. proper, I don't know, cancer screenings. But like, th- I think there are a lot of things that we don't do that are uncomfortable to do and talk about, including sex, sex education or that contribute to this, that it's hard to parse that out when we don't like, if we don't do that right now, then how do we remove that from the equation when we're looking at yeah. some of these rates of cancer or HIV or what have you? Also, I don't know. I don't know if it's happened. I don't know the data here, but the fact that I know the phrase botched circumcision <laughs> makes me wonder if that's included in the data. Like, oh, are we just talking about successful let's circumcisions go. with no complications? Because like, Good. there's also a real chance for like maybe marginal improvement in these areas, but like there's a pretty big chance you're gonna fuck your kid up yeah okay so there are some other things that um in the bloop bloop boop boo who are they a a p a p p a p a p whatever a p great oh yeah a american academy of pediatrics like some of their assumptions or what they said were and these are really important to the, you know, we talked a little bit about the non-hospital mm-hmm. circumcisions. I, I think they don't, they they want it to be a little bit more like non-judgmental or just, <laughs> are you sneezing or nervous? I'm looking at photos of botched circumcision. Oh no, don't. Okay. I don't. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> it makes me uncomfortable just seeing your face looking at it. Okay. Some really important things that they said that I don't want to gloss over is this should be obvious, but with religion, nothing's obvious because do whatever the fuck you want because God said it's cool. Yep. Significant acute complications are rare. In general, untrained providers who perform circumcisions have more complications than well-trained providers who perform the procedure. Regardless. Is this hashtag duh? Yep. (laughs) And this is when I first read this. I was like, that's the stupidest sentence I've ever. If you're trained, you'll do something better than if you're not trained. But then I realized this is their way of. And they say like in whether the whether they are physicians, nurses or religious providers, that was their nonjudgmental generic way of saying if you're fucking religious, stop cutting dicks. That's not your job. You don't know how to do it. This is the angry Kyle interpretation Great. of that sentence because I was like, yeah, it was just so stupid and obvious. Mm-hmm. If you are a priest, tell me when you learned in how to do a proper circumcision. Like you priest mentioned school. Front, in preschool, yeah, yeah, we had we brought in. I don't in, think priests do do circumcisions, by the way. Oh, I don't know. It's like rabbis too. I've heard in I've heard super gross things where like there are some religious like in Judaism traditions, like some religious people where they believe they have to like suck the blood of the for like of the Well, you just ruined the whole Patreon Oh, okay. Segment well, now. No, no, no. <laughs> or did I foreshadow? <laughs> foreskin shadow. <laughs> there are more coming up about you if you want to like talk about like vampires, <laughs> modern day vampires. Subscribe to Patreon. That's not the best sales technique. So more to come later on that, I guess. Um, other things they Spell said. Come. <laughs> I hope it's. I hope it's S C O M E. I hope because you. Um, other things they said. Non pharmacological techniques are insufficient to prevent procedural and post procedural pain. Like 
Again, obvious, but I'm assuming they mean if you're religious, you like stop it. <laughs> like you need to use. I don't know if it's anesthesia. They said the soul myth. Use analgesia or something that analgesics. Sure, is that anesthetics? That's no analgesics means a something that stops pain sure an anesthetic knocks you out oh gotcha anyway oh sure use the use the one that reduces pain and things like so it said non-pharmacological techniques like positioning and sucrose pacifiers which to me yeah. the fact that they gave those as an example is like do people really think that positioning is an okay way of like preventing pain Oh, people think that sucrose pacifiers yep. are okay to so like i my personal takeaway is like medical if you if you are after all this you know that you're going to circumcise your kids do it like it needs to be in a hospital yeah <laughs> with people that know how to do babies feel pain and yeah. give them the things that they need to help reduce that pain and with sterile techniques that help avoid botched circumcision um i want to go back and, and correct myself real time mm. just just, just wow. to avoid that sure like i i slightly misspoke okay an analgesic is like tylenol or ibuprofen or a shot of heroin that like <laughs> pharmacologically stops pain okay right like the pain receptors are blocked got it an anesthetic can be a local anesthetic mm -hmm. but that's like you're blocking the nerve itself oh okay you don't care i don't that's fine i'm, I'm happy for you that you corrected the line and maybe some people care i'm not one of those people and the general anesthesia is when they knock you out what you're pain. really saying is give but, every small child heroin before you circumcise them yes yes okay so what what it was <laughs> what, I, what i was going to say though is it's it's just anecdotal but there's this whole article that we're not going to talk about because this episode went on too long about this boy <laughs> who decided that uh he wanted to have a circumcision when he was 21 <gasps> because he was felt like he was being shunned by the gay community because having a cut dick was so important that he oh, like no. talked his doctor into giving him a circumcision and part of his journey though was like 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 all of his care team was on the same board that like, no, you're an adult. We need to completely knock you out. You need general anesthesia mm. because it will be too traumatic for you to go through any other kind of Wait, what were the other options? Was he saying just do it? Like what? Yeah, like just do it or like, while, like, like with no just numb my penis oh. or like, and they're like, no, no. it will this be traumatic. We need to fucking knock you out for this. Why don't we fucking knock babies out for this? Because mm. we don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we think that, oh, they're you're a little They won't remember. Baby, you won't remember. That mm. still doesn't change that it fucking hurts as a small child and you're like, what the fuck are you doing, dude, with a scalpel, hopefully? Yeah. Or maybe you're a religious dude with scissors. Like, yeah. ew. Um, this was also a storyline in that Nip Tuck. Oh. Yeah. D adult dude wanted a circumcision. Um, okay, I mean, I, I still have more. Great. You look like you're, you know, you're, we're good. I'm out, of, I'm out of beer. I can only tolerate so much of you without beer. Do you have more in there? <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh. Well, then I'm going to pee. This is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. You, what, I just, what I just realized that would have been funny to do, and it's, I don't know if it's too late now that we're already in it, but like doing a uncut episode about uncut where we don't have, like where i don't edit it. Uh, we just like, oh but God. I, but this, I don't know. Anyway. Okay. 
something that we've not yet talked about. Great. About like the pros and cons of circumcision. I is, thought you were going to say FGM. I'm like, Kyle, no, that will not fit in this episode. What's FGM? Female circumcision, female oh, genital oh, gen- mutilation. Oh, no, no, no. We're not. No. Well, I mean, we can only talk about so much. And that's an entire, I mean, that, I feel like the difference is we, like, everyone's like, that's horrifying and terrible. And we can like, it's just, yep. no, that's not what I was going to talk about. Potential side effect that a lot of people talk about of circumcision is reduced pleasure during sex. Yep. It's so, a myth. It's not true. Okay. Well, do you want to? What, I've been talking so much. Why don't you tell me about this? No, 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 no. No, it, it's great. No? I, I think I think it's great. I'm I'm glad that like like that like I said when you were going to go pee that like everything. I'm getting to say all the things that I had on my list of things to say. So this like, is like the a, format of this episode is weird, but I'm down with it. It was so. like a eighty percent of like I of my page was just like one segment about like circumcision should we do or not like i guess that's what this episode turned into because i i thought we were going to talk about more other things but it's just like such a rich topic we, okay so yeah why don't you say stuff um okay so researchers in australia and at the university of washington here in seattle Ooh. reviewed studies of circumcision's sexual impact and concluded that it neither decreases penile sensitivity nor impairs men's sexual function or satisfaction so they it's that's another one of those meta studies but they 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 found 36 methodologically good to rigorous studies that examine the impact of circumcision on men's sexuality the two best reports met the gold standard of research placebo controlled randomized clinical trials both in southern africa Hmm. and uh, i feel like well maybe we should just if people don't already know this like back up like the idea being people's perception. What my perception was going into this is that by removing the foreskin, you are part of the thing is like, you're removing the satisfaction, part of the pleasure of having sex. And that's part of our religious, whatever of like, we hate when sex feels good. So like, let's chop it off and make it less fun. It's all about procreation. That was my perception coming into this. So, okay. Was that not your, what was your perception? Also weird religious shit, but not that Mm. it was about procreation, Mm. but I mean, the idea being like sex is all on, should only be about procreation. Let's take away the pleasure from it. So, you know, I mean, that's what FGM is about. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah. but yeah. Um, uh, so researchers in Kenya surveyed the sexual function, pleasure and satisfaction of 2,784 uncircumcised sexually active adult men. Then they circumcised about half of them. One thousand nine. Wait, hold on. Did people sign? Hold on. <laughs> I just, out of curiosity, did these men sign up and be like, yeah, 50-50, you might be able to chop off my Yes, foreskin. because it's Africa, and they thought it would give them a magic dick that couldn't get AIDS anymore. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, wow. Okay. that's this. That seems like you can't do a research study where you do, <laughs> like, that seems cr- like cruel and unusual research to, I guess if they wanted to, I don't know. Anyway, they wanted to, they signed up for it. Willing participants for dubious reasons, but okay. okay. They circumcised 1,391 of them and then resurveyed the entire group every six months for two years. In every survey, the two groups showed no statistically significant differences in sexual function, pleasure, or satisfaction. Hmm. 
the researchers also asked the circumcised men additional questions focusing on any differences they noticed before and after the procedure. At the two-year mark, 99.9% of the men said they felt, quote, satisfied with their circumcisions. <laughs> and far from decreasing penile sensitivity, 72% said their sensitivity had increased. In addition, 78% said circumcision made it easier to put on a condom. Okay, those are those are kind of benefits that I'm like, <laughs> I'm sure that's true. Is that worth, you know, like, yeah, I, I would, it'd be way easier to put on a t-shirt if my head wasn't there. But like, you know, anyway. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, in Uganda, they conducted a similar trial involving 4,456 uncircumcised adult men, 2,210 of them who got circumcised. Uh, before and after surveys showed no differences in sexual desire, erection issues, or other measures of sexual function, pleasure, or satisfaction. Two years after the procedure, 99.9% .9 of the uncircumcised men said they felt, quote, satisfied or very satisfied with their sex lives. Well, but is that, how did the, how did the other men, like, did they report very satisfied or, like, goddammit, extremely satisfied? Uh... While among those who'd been circumcised, the figure was a statistically equivalent 98.4%. Okay. So, yes, they compared the two. All it's, right. Okay. Spelled um, compared. <laughs> um, the researchers concluded male circumcision has no adverse effects on sexual function, sensation, sensitivity, satisfaction, or pleasure, especially when performed during infancy. Hmm. Um, and, but then, like, this is the most horrible. I'm so excited to read this. I think it's <laughs> oh, awful. Circumcision opponents are adamant that the procedure must compromise men's sexuality. How could it not? The foreskin is rich in touch-sensitive nerves. Remove mm -hmm. the foreskin and you rob men of nerves that provide sexual pleasure. Mm -hmm. This argument is mistaken on two counts. The body is redundant. We can get along fine on less than half of one kidney, but we have two. Mm. One lung suffices, but we have two. Evolution has equipped us with more capacity than we actually need. Evidently, this is also true of the penis. Consider how it feels to pet a cat with five fingers. You feel the soft luxuriousness of the fur. You feel the cat purr. Now imagine that you lose a finger. After you're all healed, you pet the cat with four fingers. You have 20% fewer touch-sensitive nerves in that hand, but does petting feel any different? The same goes for penile sensitivity. Men don't need foreskins to enjoy ecstatic lovemaking. They just need to. <laughs> that's a weird... I mean, I get it. I don't like it. But that's... Yeah, I, I was also surprised to learn... Uh, the study I looked at was a little bit more like... People expressed a little bit m more of a mix of some... There were some people that said they had less satisfaction after their circumcision... Satis well, uh, I don't know about satisfaction, but, but wait, or, wait, let me make sure I'm saying the right words because you're Dudeski uh, Dudeski, I mentioned that got a circumcision when he was in his early twenties, mm -hmm. said that yeah, it's way less sensitive. Now. Oh, sensation. Penile sensation. Yeah, he said it was I'm way less sensitive now. I used to have like toe curling mega orgasms and now I don't anymore. But I still come and it's fine. Yeah. Well and that's what like there there did seem at least in what I saw, there seemed to be like this range of possibilities to Do you like it like, when I say toe curling orgasm? No, I like it when you're talking about Vikings. <laughs> um but sure. Okay, a couple of things that you didn't mention that like so I had a study that was in the uh Urologia Internationalis Mm. Um, in 2005 that sounds, that sounds it's not English it's I, probably fake <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
what's that? That's not racist. That's uh, countryist. I don't know. Languagist. Xenophobic? Or it's just racist. <laughs> okay, sure. Um, a couple other things. So they said almost seventy percent of people that got circumcisions as adults noticed less pain during intercourse. Intercourse doesn't hurt. You're circumcised. That's interesting. I okay. like that was something that stood out to me again. Like, you know, you you talked about a meta study, which like that's way better than one individual. Like, you know, but just the fact that that was a thing they asked, like. That was very interesting to me. Of um, how how's being circumcised or uncircumcised going to change how much it hurts to get fucked in the ass? <laughs> <gasps> Dan, the bottom is so confused. Well, I, apparently, well, it, apparently say, it affects your prostate somehow through magic. So, you're, uh, for maybe foreskin is magical. <laughs> So we've all agreed, <laughs> foreskin is important in mysterious ways. The other thing, I, I mean, I guess like. Okay, uncircumcised people, intact people, mm-hmm. call in and let us know about pain, like pain during sex. Yeah, does sex like hurt that, if you have foreskin? That's or interesting. Can, or can it, you know, depending on what you do, like, do you have to do things with it? You know, um, and then the other thing that was interesting... I mean, I used to hurt a lot when I would rail Trevor because, like, he had this way of, like, he would tilt his pelvis when he was, like, and when he was bottoming for me, he would tilt his pelvis and it would, like, bend my dick because I have a pretty healthy curve to the up. And Oh, wow, this he, is the most I've ever learned about your penis. He, he would, like, he would like like tilt his pelvis <gasps> and it would bend my penis bend and it down? fucking hurt. No, no, no. Like, I think I have a normal dick it just isn't it doesn't it like it just it curves it just towards the a, sky it's smiling it cur- curves tw- my dick looks at me when it's excited <laughs> and uh, <laughs> mine's looking out like towards everyone it's going straight out and it's like i think it's looking out for everyone else who's out there what's going on what's going on over there what's going on over there but then if you if if, if i was if he was if he was on top but i was topping mm-hmm. and then he's writing me he would tilt his pelvis in a way that like something was oh, happening he, with his if he like with leaned his, backwards yes and my my it would bend my dick it was straighten my dick out and it hurt okay um, so i like for me personally bottoming that's a like i guess anyway in general like it's really fun when you're bottoming to like so yeah you're, you're like on top you're face to face but you're on top bottoming and that and like that's fun to do stuff but then when you like lean back and do that move like that move like feels very different and also it like kind of hits your prostate more for you know so like it was very clear that that's what he was trying to accomplish oh i mean (laughs) well i mean and lucky him you probably you're you probably helped you know the smile of your dick probably helped him out well yep good for sunshine of your love What did you say? I don't know. Sunshine in your love? Sunshine of your love. It was a cream song. A cream song? Stop yeah. it, Mike. What are you talking about? It all sounds dirty. Uh, um, Eric, Eric Clapton? Cream? Sunshine ew. of your love? Don't no? talk about creamy in my sunshine. It's <laughs> not for you. Okay. A Freya's cream? Uh, oh, oh. That's the god of Jizz. fucking. Okay, okay. <laughs> Another... <laughs> Another thing in this study that I was looking at that, again, I, I thought was interesting and dumb is like how people reported what they thought about the appearance of the penis. 44% okay. of patients 
liked, thought the appearance improved. 38% of their partners thought the appearance improved. Wait, what was the percentage the first time? 44% of okay, patients. Okay, so roughly the, like ish the same. Okay, got it. Roughly the same, a, a little bit less. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Y- the reason I say it's stupid, it's not stupid if like your individual, like what you care about, what you like, that, that shouldn't be stupid. So I should probably like, I don't know, be nicer about the way I say that of like, but the problem is not in your foreskin. The problem is not what your dick <laughs> looks like. The, what? <laughs> it would be inspirational if it wasn't funny like this this ridiculousness it's just like you want to grab you want to grab somebody and just say listen buddy your problem is not in your foreskin <laughs> where are you grabbing them in this scenario grab them by the foreskin and just, oh my god stare them right in the eyes grab you, their foreskin and say prediction yeah be butt Pete Buttigieg, <laughs> yeah. he's he's going to get elected, but there's going to be this tape. There's going to be a tape released that he's like, just grab him by the foreskin. <laughs> <laughs> you can grab anyone by the foreskin. They'll let you do it. After this podcast, I am certain <laughs> I cannot be elected. <laughs> <laughs> Did you think you could be before? I ran once. Did you get elected? <laughs> no, Sorry. I did not. No, but <laughs> considering you were in what, junior high? <laughs> at the time you got a good amount of votes it was college but yeah yeah so like the fact that people like the appearance of the penis afterwards like that's like okay the issue is not the foreskin the issue is our perception and what you've been trained to believe about foreskin yeah and like i i say that's stupid but not because those people are stupid for it's like what society makes you think that i just i foreskin is beautiful <laughs> it's just there's so many there's things you can do with it uh, we said we don't have a specific preference i lean towards foreskin but like it's just if you have if you don't if you think there's something wrong with it just put on put on your grinder what you can put on grinder is just like never open to anything but never experience foreskin yeah. who out there has got a chunk of skin i can tickle like uh, it's just there's just so many fun things you can do. I was going to do again, a segment I'm not going to do because we spent all the episode time, but I was going to talk about like how to blow an uncut guy. And like, there's so many things you can do. You can pull the foreskin up around their dick and like lick inside. You stick your tongue inside yeah. and circle the head of their penis while like while it's in the foreskin. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of fun. I just uh, foreskin is so much fun to play with. So I, I think in general guys with, we uh, I actually as Dan and we were both tried to find data on what gay men prefer in their dick and we couldn't find there's there's so much so many studies out there that we should be doing and that that I think would be interesting and like sure it'd be funny for the like the joke and like it's sex and that's funny but like also just like our own societal preferences on penises like I think that'd actually be a legitimately interesting study and my my suspicion is that people with foreskin, people that are uncircumcised, people that are intact, get more discriminated against. You don't hear about circumcised people that are like, oh, no, I was embarrassed in the locker room. So I like, you know, wrapped yeah. a wrapped silly putty around my dick to pretend like I fit in. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. so that's why I'm trying to make a like a strong plea towards if you have not played with foreskin, if you have judgments and you think it's gross or weird or whatever, just give it a shot. It's so much fun. There's so much you can do with it. What I want to know is what weird foreskin have you played with that silly putty is an acceptable su- substitution? I mean, 
I think I'm uh, thinking about the Friends episode where Joey has to pretend like he is circumcised and Monica makes many examples, including like, here's this baloney. <laughs> here's the, like, you know, she like fashions as a chef. She fashions many items. And I think he ends up going with Silly Putty. So that's why I keep referencing that. All right. And now I will recount from the beginning that episode. <laughs> <laughs> Open on Joey and Chandler's apartment. They're goofing around. <laughs> Those goofs. <laughs> something weird is written on the thing in the back of the door uh, so after we do weather and traffic we're gonna <laughs> enter hour three of the show <laughs> oh is this and we'll go up in the skies with Tom and Bahama who's got some interesting findings on the streets and roads <laughs> this is 98.1 the KRMO <laughs> I don't know oh god I think I'm done you think you're done I think I'm done all right. Are you done? I mean, yeah, did sure. You, did you happen to weave in all the things you want to talk about? Yeah. Okay. I mean, there's it's a rich tapestry uh, of possible topics. Uh, <laughs> there's so many nerve endings in this topic. <laughs> <laughs> they may be redundant, though. Okay, yeah. I'm sure that we will... Uh, Foreskin, we will be back for we'll you. Back. We'll be back. We'll play with you some more. <laughs> <laughs> Should we take a break? <laughs> Let's take a break. Let's take a break. 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 Foreskin. This is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. On a hairy-prone companion, Sarah Kane and Lansing Mike discuss wholesome activities such as mummification, fisting, sounding, puppy play, and perverted activities like knitting, sewing. Plus, we'll get you caught up on all the ins and outs of the mid-Michigan gay kink scene. Harry Prong Companion, the premier podcast of wholesome kink and perverted crafting. Find it in bed next to you or on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Is it worth rebranding this episode Circumcision instead of Foreskin? We basically just talked about Circumcision, Mm. and we didn't talk about any of the, like, we barely talked about how awesome yeah, foreskin is except in passing. Yeah, like we legitimately only talk about circumcision and the like pros which, and cons and the statistics. Which is arguably very circumcised person's way of thinking about foreskin. Yeah. That's true. Should like that would that would then free us up to do a fun with foreskin episode. <laughs> fun. I don't know. Like an immoral upbeat enjoyable foreskin episode. <laughs> no, I I don't know. It's up to you guys, obviously. But. Yeah, we should I'm fine with that. But I also, like frozen. we said foreskin at the very beginning, so do we need to put in it? I don't know. Today we're gonna talk about foreskin. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> well, okay. Today we're gonna talk about Circumcision. You can, you can, whenever we try to say that stuff that we're going to like replace it, work. it never works out. I agree. No, okay. But maybe, but. We've also said we things just, at the beginning of the episode that were not the title of the episode before. Change it. And we could also. I always, I should not try. This is the downside of me doing the editing is sometimes I edit in my head before, like right now I'm editing. I'm like, do we include this part where we talk about what the title of the episode should be? And people get here will now know that. We said foreskin, but that's why it's called circumcision. I don't know. I need to like not. I just need to think about talking to you when I'm talking to you. Yeah. Um, Be present. <laughs> I'm present. I'm aware. I'm focused. I don't know. I'm. Sorry, we back. I, think, <laughs> I don't fucking know. Are we back? We're back. We're back. What are we doing? Are we? 
We're going to do our gayest and straightest. Okay, sorry. I'm re-channeling my energy. <laughs> do you know yours? No. Okay, go well, on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You do. Why don't you do? I know kind, some of mine. I don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. But first. But first. Our sorry. website. Sorry, I'm so distracted. I don't know. Again, I should not like preemptively edit things if I don't know what I include or not. I'm so thrown off. We had a like very interesting deep discussion on our Patreon, maybe on other things of uh, Briss's. Is that mm-hmm. plural? Briss? Briss. Mm-hmm. I don't, but know the, like, the plural, the I don't know what the plural. I don't know what the plural is. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, that really just is all I can think about and threw me off the loop. Also, I drank some wine, so I have opinions. Anyway, okay, refocus. We're back with the thing. Sorry, I'm just like refocusing. Okay, but first, this thing. Go. But first, our website is gayishpodcast.com. <laughs> Find us on the internet. I don't know. We're there. Instagram. Uh, YouTube, Twitter, uh, our handles usually gayish podcast. Facebook, it's all it's literally always gayish podcast. Gayish podcast. Mm-hmm. Facebook, and we have a Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash gayish podcast. We have a hotline. You can send us text messages or leave us voicemails. It's five eight five five gayish. That's five eight five five four two nine four seven four. Standard rates apply. And send us an email, gayishpodcast at gmail.com. And if you haven't had it beat over your head enough to lose your foreskin, uh, <laughs> we have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash gayishpodcast. Support queer independent podcasting. That's us. We're that. Are you ready? Um, yeah. Okay. I want to do my gayest and straightest first because I just thought of them. And okay. so I don't want to forget them. Great. Yeah. Okay. My straightest thing. That's the main thing I didn't remember. I definitely have my gayest. Straightest thing. Okay. I was debating on whether I should use this, but it is changing a fluorescent light bulb. Okay. The reason. So changing a light bulb sounds pretty easy. doesn't sound super gay, but. I think it's the straightest thing you can do if you're a dude. Changing a light bulb. It's just like. That's your role is to like when the light bulb goes out, like you as a straight dude are required to change it. Yes, That's probably true. And with this fluorescent bulb, it's not just that you put it in like there. Uh, there's something you have to <laughs> you have to put it in. And you twist it. You said put it in. I know, <laughs> but there's you can't just do that. You have to do more, Mike. <laughs> That's not enough to light it up. Um, no, like li- really, like you have to like not only put it like I, I think my light thing that i like is kind of broken or whatever and when i I was like i thought it was gonna be like not super straight or like kind of gay because i didn't know how to exactly make it work and i was just like sitting there whatever but then i realized like i just kind of fidgeted with it until it worked i was like kind of twisting i was like am i breaking it or like whatever and then it started lighting up and uh, there were some electric sparks i didn't get electrocuted but there were just like some zappies that i and just the when i really thought about it it was like I actually don't give myself enough credit. I think just like kind of shoving shit in and trying or like trying shit. And then it just, the light worked and I was like, great, I did it. Yeah. That might be what straight people do around the house. Absolutely. That's so me just pretending to be like, Oh, I did it. I fixed the light. I'm I'm done. (laughs) I think that might be a straight thing. Yep. Absolutely. Thank you for your support. Um, my gay. Also, I'm thankful every time that you don't get electrocuted. I'm, I, I expect it any moment. (laughs) And it so, keeps not happening. I keep touching things and they don't. <laughs> I kind of wanted to get a little bit electrocuted. Not going to lie. Okay. Is that some kind of sexual play that yes. you should talk about? Electrocution? Electro play. Yeah. Really? Wait, are you being serious? Yeah. Electro play? Oh, Dan perked up. <laughs> Dan, Dan, 
How do you not know this? I don't know because I've never done it. It's like uh, at Doghouse, it's like one of the most popular classes they do. Like it, it like Electro fills play? up. Yeah. They like shock you? You can do. In your dick? Dick, ass, nipples, what have you. Okay. I had someone take a, like a taser and shock me in the oh, ass. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. on our BDSM episode, you almost got tasered. Okay. But let's not pretend like this is so common that I should have known that people electrocute their dicks. That I, <laughs> that I take umbrage with. You, you were acting like it was so everyone shocks their dick. <laughs> Dan, no one, no one on our Facebook group likes you. <laughs> um, <laughs> my gayest thing. Yep. This is the super obvious one. I went to the Palm Springs for the first time. Yeah. I've never been there before. Um, I went there. In case you were wondering, I still have a boyfriend. He's my boyfriend, and he's definitely my boyfriend. Um, and I went to visit his parents, and we swam in the pool. We drank drinks, and it's just where it's it was great. It was so much fun. Palm Springs is awesome. I understand why people might live there. It's where a 40-year-old like me can go and feel young. You, <laughs> yes, <laughs> because it's like, it's for gays and old people and gay old people. <laughs> and you'll like, it's yeah, it's, it's just great. I, I, I didn't do much other than, than hang out at his parents' place. And, but it was, it was just gay and fun. Awesome. Yeah. What about you? Uh, yeah. So the straightest thing about me this week, um, hopefully this isn't a spoiler, but it might be a spoiler. Hmm. Uh, Game of Thrones on Sunday, just a couple of days ago. Oh, okay, so Game of Thrones, if you watch that, skip ahead. Arya, Lots of seconds. Arya Stark lost her virginity. And when she was... When Rectally? She, oh, no, vaginally. Mm. Um, when I was... I, I assume. Um, That's a big assumption. <laughs> <laughs> she thinks she's going to die. The world is ending. Like, maybe oh, it might be because she got like, in the ass. All the holes. <laughs> oh, yeah, like I want every which way. everything. <laughs> okay, no, oh, that's a good point. That's a yeah. good point. Um, but as she was disrobing to experience her first time laying with a man, um, sure. I was like, I want to see her body. I want to mm. see what's going on there. Like, am I going to see her boobs? Am I going to see Maisie Williams's boobs? Mm-hmm. And part of that actually is just like shock value of like i've been watching this girl since she was 12 on this show and now like maybe her boobs are coming out i want to see her naked but like i was definitely like glued to the tv i think we're both a little bit by like (laughs) or like if we were technical about it i think we both might be bisexual maybe i mean because every now and then i want to see some boobs i want to see this hot chick and maybe tickle her cooch yeah yeah i don't yeah let's talk about that sometime <laughs> for sure i mean we have surprisingly not done an episode about bisexuals yeah and i mean the fact that i could be married to a girl for that long and and, well, and, and, fuck, her. and fuck her and like says that i'm not there's some kind of pleasure you got i'm not 100 percent gay that's for sure yeah um anyway so the gayest <laughs> thing about me this week is when um um matt fisher from the x-rated Movies Please. podcast. Okay. They've been on our show twice now. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the fact that he got in touch with me because he wanted to borrow my copy of Mole Madness. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I got the email. I, was like, I mean, we both got it as our to our email gayish podcast at gmail.com. Like, hey, I saw you had Mole Madness when I was at your. <laughs> I was so confused by that email. <laughs> Wait, did we give you access to our email? Yeah. 
Hey, he has access to everything. Dan, I think. don't listen. Mike, let's change the password. <laughs> um, let's call it some phrase that Dan said on this episode. So he has to guess it. <laughs> anyway, that's it. Oh, that's it. We're yeah. done. Uh, a special thank you to, to Mike Johnson oh, for seeing. You know, are you going to ever get out of the habit? That's how self-congratulatory <laughs> <You know>? fuck. <laughs> a special thank you to Mike Johnson for singing our theme song, our break song, and our goodbye. You didn't sing it, but our break. No, but I, I played it. With, outro I, I music. It. Yep, you fingered it <laughs> on your piano. I'll thank you when you make a news bumper. Okay, that's true. All right, I'll nice. I'll get on that. Anyway, I'll get on that. Um, uh, I, also, I would like to I would like to thank Mel Brooks. For teaching me the word "moyle," really, he's a very special guy. <laughs> Did he? That's from Robin Hood. Men oh, tights. oh, I don't. Okay, I would like to thank Foreskin for just being great. Like you're just so fun. I've just had so much fun with you. Yeah, and, and I enjoy you, and you're welcome. <laughs> I would like to thank the first dude I dated for having foreskin. Oh, just really introduce you. We didn't. Oh my God, there's so much more we can talk about foreskin. <laughs> if we, if we, there's it's yeah, it's such a nerve-filled ending. Of the, anyway, and thanks to Charlize Theron for really supporting her trans daughter. And she's probably a Viking when you think about it. Oh my God, she receives so much of <laughs> Farron's juice or whatever. <laughs> Frere's juice. Same thing. <laughs> Uh, so yeah this has been Gayish I'm Mike Johnson I'm Kyle Guts. until next week be butch be fabulous be you see you next week <laughs> just happened like why why are, why are we I like him he sends me pictures of his dick <laughs>